What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams, and I'm back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream, where we give you the facts, and we don't really care about your feelings. And this is going to be a very tough show. This is going to be a tough one. I don't mean to come in here and make you guys depressed. I don't mean to come in here and ruin your, your day. I didn't want to burst your bubble. Take the information as you need it, all right? But it's going to be vital information for people to know, especially since I've been telling you guys how to proceed forward in modern times. We all know that modern relationships are disastrous for most people. We know that people are choosing to be single. We know that people are single not because they are choosing to be they actually want a relationship in the traditional mindset but they're getting too many progressive women so we're going to deal with the subject that's going to be very heavy it's going to be laden uh with a lot of facts the, the facts are going to be everywhere all right but i gotta give you this information uh shout out to my homeboy horatio for sending me this video and this video is on youtube it is available on youtube in full we're not going to watch it in full we're going to show you uh, some of the things that we're talking about here related to uh, dealing with women in relationships, okay? And one thing that I've told you guys is to hire private investigators when you're dealing with women over the age of 24, okay? Over the age of 24, and this is why, all right? Before we get into that, let me acknowledge the Super Chats that are already in the building, and we're going to get on with the show, all right? Let's see, do me a favor, hit that like button, click and strike that like button. And if you're watching on the playback, playback gang, hit the like button. All right, go ahead and hit it right now. I know how it is. That's that one button. Some people just refuse to hit. All right, you get too busy. You get preoccupied. I know you got me sitting up. You're cooking your dinner right now. You're like, oh, I can't get to the like. All right, do me a favor, find your phone and get to the like. This is going to be a very important stream. All right, Warhammer says, been here since 2018. All streams full of jewels in the building. Shout out to everybody that's been here since the original Coach Gang members, 2018. Oh, my goodness. All right, so if you've been following uh, me on my main channel, all right, which I had it up. I, I, I had it up. I was going to show you guys something. If you've been following me on my main channel, which is Coach Greg Adams over there, 192 thousand subscribers all right it's going to creep back up to 192 i know it any day now it's going to be back up to 192 so what i'm doing over there with that channel is i'm posting all of my old videos of course i'm adding a little bit uh to them uh an outro and different things and i'm adding when the date was that i recorded the video or at least that i published the video and um i'm posting all of these older videos from the beginning all right check this out y'all want to see something y'all want to see a trip look at that guy right there all right look at that guy right there hey that's the hey this should give all people who um if you've ever wanted to um be a youtuber right look at me and look at him if you ever wanted to be a youtuber this should give you confidence my audio is all jacked up my studio is is two times smaller all right two times smaller uh, this was me in 2018. My beard has become 100%, almost 100% gray. It was just a little bit salt and pepper, all right? I had the salt and pepper, and it was shorter. It wasn't all grown out, all right? I would trim it down a little bit. So look at that guy right there. And guess what? I got the same black T-shirt on. <laughs> I got the same black T-shirt, struggle streaming. I wasn't even streaming back then. I was just cutting little short videos, 
All right. And I was having fun in life. I still got the milk dud head. Looks like my head is bigger, though. All right. Looks like my cranium. He looking like um, he looking like the big old uh, Nikita Koloff cranium over there. Big old head. Milk dud head. <laughs> oh, man. Well, somebody said my voice is high. It's because probably the audio equipment. All right. A lot of times it's your equipment. All right. And so I, it might be higher, too. You know, I you know, the audio equipment, the microphones cheaper. The cheaper productions, no sound effects. <laughs> Shout out to the old CGA right there. That was four years ago almost. And look at look at what happened now. So what happened now, guys? Look at me now. Look at me now. <laughs> oh, man, this is cool. It's cool to see. So if you're a YouTuber, if you're a YouTuber and you were looking at trying to become a little bit bigger, that's where I started off. Started from the bottom. I think I might have had 10,000 subscribers on my main channel back then. I can guarantee you I didn't have more than 10,000 subscribers. All right, back then. Back then, no hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Hoes all on me. <laughs> so this is a thing. This will keep you busy, man. Keep you understanding. You don't just start off just doing this. You got to start off slow. You got to start off struggling. You're going to look younger. Your voice is going to be higher. You're not going to be able to talk as authentically. You're going to be finding your voice. All right. I was in there trying to fight off my ex in divorce court. This person just, what the hell? They keep texting me and texting me. I told them I'm on a work call. And they texting me, texting me. So anyway, let's get back to the show. Maryland guy says, I've been ran through by all the bad boys and pounded out by sugar daddies. I've been porta pottied and now I want to settle down. And that's you. Uh, how come women don't see that coming a mile away? <laughs> they don't see that coming a mile away, brothers. Oh, man, we're going to play that one video we played again. All right. Uh, yesterday, we're going to play that again. Michael Metro, the fourth, says lights are free up in this thing. Lights are free. Tick that like button. This show is sponsored by the like button. Amin Sadala says check out Jordan Peterson's men. I mean, video men in divorce court. All right, I haven't checked out Jordan Peterson in a while. It's hard for me to watch a lot of content, but I'll check him out. Be Real Mahogany, I did three a three-year tour, Operation Single Mom 2015 to 2018. My recovery from the PTSD was the coach. Sincerest, thank you. Free agent lifestyle until the casket drops. It is a life-changing fact. It is a life-changing fact that this is the uh, new way. This is the new way of men trying to avoid the BS. The lone wolf is actually talking about it as well. Peace, quiet, and freedom beats nothing. All right. Facts. All right. I, I would rather have peace, quiet, and freedom than just about any person. I, again, I'm not a guy that wants to small talk all the time. And I don't want a person that's talking all the time either. I can't take that. I can't take that at all. All right. Um, anyway, Jesus. So somebody just sent me a long ass paragraph text. I'm like, oh, goodness. All right. So Newski says, don't try to change women. Let them self-destruct. I agree to let them self-destruct. I'm not here to save ladies. Ladies, you guys do as you wish. I actually have you in a good position here. I actually have you guys beat out. All right. Because leveraging, I mean, the thing is your, com your competition out here, ladies, if you wanted to find a good man out here, it it's going to be damn hard because he's going to get his whistle wet in five seconds. All right, it's going to be hard. All right, Newski says, don't try to change women. Let them self-destruct. I read that twice. Let them self-destruct. Ladies, if you guys want to self-destruct, I really don't care. If you guys want a man to save, I, re I really don't care at this point. And I'm not trying to change you. 
Um, some people will get on here and say, see, ladies, you need to listen to this. They'll use these videos and articles. See, ladies, this is what happened. You know, feminism lied to you. And if you just change your mind, <laughs> all right, listen, I already know you're not going to change your mind. I know the nature of the beast. I know you. I understand women and I understand men. This is why it's hard for me to love the way you love or the way you want to be loved. All right, genetic genetic freak. Shout out to you. He's got his freak of the week. Chris Puckett says the people in my life who had the worst childhoods were women that I dated, broken homes, abuse, neglect, drugs, abandonment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He says, be, please be careful who you let into your world who stole your meat or who steal your meat. It should say who steal your meat. So, again, this is going to be very, very important. We're going to go into that. We're going to talk about what Chris Puckett just said. We're going to talk about that because this is kind of like what we're talking about on this show here. So first, let me open up with this little bit of a monologue. I've encouraged you to hire private investigators with any woman you get serious with, especially if they're over the age of 24. You must do so. Why? Well, because we know at this time between the ages of 18, maybe you leave them a little, a little bit uh, younger. They've been invited to do things that you have not. You haven't lived their world. We live in a parallel universe. We experience our worlds differently. They experience all of their fun up front. We experience, most men experience their fun in the back end of their lives, all right, when they discover who they are or when they get some value. And as such, you know, there's a there's a hard balance where when women are living their fun, they're getting involved with men that typically are able to have more fun than most men. And those men get the rewards of having these women before they've been damaged. But I want to caution you, and this should be very supported by the women here that listen to my show, because I'm advocating for you to seek help in therapy, okay? And I'm advocating for men to be a little bit sensitive to the issues that young women experience. They've been invited to boats and parties and all of this stuff. They get put in front of celebrities and millionaires where you don't, you never would. You could never meet your sports basketball idol, whereas she could easily at the age of 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. She could be pipe, getting piped down in a on a hotel uh, in a hotel bedroom as soon as a sports celebrity comes through. We've, we've known this to happen. We've known several sports celebrities that have put themselves in harm's way simply by having a young woman in this hotel room. Okay. Well, you would never get that choice, men. Not that you want to be in a hotel room, but you would never get to meet your sports idol in this way. You'd have to beg and plead to the symphony. If I had to beg and plead to the sympathy. <laughs> or the symphony. I have to beg and plead to the sympathy. I keep messing it up. Or the symphony. Whatever it is. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie Murphy. So you got to beg and please. You, you would have to beg a guy to get an autograph and he's your sports hero. Women getting a cheeks clap. <laughs> by, the, by a millionaire sports. Uh, <laughs> a millionaire sports hero. But that's what happens. But there's drawbacks to that. And I'm going to talk about this. Women, when they're young, in their so-called prime, they are experiencing all kinds of issues that happen to them when they are young that many of them will never tell you about unless you open up their file or that's we call it over here, pull their file. Unless you pull their file and find out about this. Many men don't find out until well, until they've been into a long-term relationship or married to a woman, and then they will find out this information. It is often not disclosed to them up front. 
And so they will act normal. They will act like these things don't bother them. But then when things do bother them, all of a sudden, here comes the sad music. Well, I didn't tell you that when I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. All right. And then you're going to find out, wow, I didn't know that. Why didn't you tell me that? Well, it's difficult for women to, to discuss these issues. But this is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. There's a lot of young women, unfortunately, that have dealt with abuse by relatives or sexual abuse by relatives when they were a child. All right. Well, into their teenage years, a lot of them by men, neighbors, uh, uh, fathers and, 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 and the like. All right. They've also experienced what we would call rape by young men or by older men when they were very young. You're talking about 12, 13, 14, 15, or they were targeted for this type of thing. Maybe they've been targeted online for this type of thing. Many of your kids or your nieces have, have, have uh, by the age of 14 and 15, have been targeted by older men online. So this is a form of abuse. And many times these young girls see this a little bit as an attention thing, but they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to disconnect. And they might find themselves uh, feeling special if a young 26-year-old, 25-year-old male is now pandering to them when they're 16 and 17, right? This could lead to some trauma. And a lot of girls experience this. They experience this. They'll never tell you, but they do. Another thing is a lot of them have sold their bodies. This goes without question. It is the oldest profession. Now, have all of them sold their bodies? This I cannot say. But I can say without a shadow of a doubt, and I'm going to prove it with a couple of videos, they have sold their bodies in one way or another, Where whether it was to pay for a cell phone, whether it's pity sex to make up for something that they want another man to do. That's a form of selling your body. Maybe they had to get on the street corner. Maybe they had to strip a little bit. Maybe they had to sell their body to their managers as a form of moving up in a company or a corporation, that is a form of selling your body. Many of them have done it as a part-time job. Many of them have done it um, in a, as a way to make ends meet or as a way to do what? Get to get to travel and get Birkin bags and such, so forth and so on. So a lot of them have done these things. When you put it in the proper context, a lot of women have done these things. Okay, later on, some have become the victim after they said I was either young or dumb or my manager took advantage of me, there was a hierarchy position here, and then they will twist it into a point where they were violated by somebody had, that had a higher authority. But, but more or less, if you take any of the situations that you heard from the Harvey Weinstein case, the quid pro quo, a lot of women chose to sleep with Harvey Weinstein to get better roles. That is a form of selling your body. Okay. Now, later on, it was framed as he took advantage of these girls or he didn't deliver what he promised or he was a scumbag. However, these most of the women overwhelmingly said they had a chance to leave, but and they continued the relationship after said event. But now they were the victim and they just realizing that. So they have sold their bodies. All right. If you listen to the Jeffrey Epstein case in which he had targeted young high school girls and i believe it was uh i can't remember what area of florida was the keys all right there was girls that were recruiting other girls 14 15 16 he didn't go to the high school not one time but there were other girls that were going to his house and being in relationships 14 15 16 17 and they were at the high school so for people to believe that well no this is not true it is true it's true a lot of them, too many of them to name, this is why I tell you to get a private investigator, you need to find out if they ever done this type of thing. All right, what about early terminations of pregnancy? Or Oh, yeah, Dubai, too. Dubai, too. 
So what about early terminations of pregnancy? We know the statistics on early terminations of pregnancies. We just don't know how many of the women that you know have had one. We don't know. I can't give you a statistic on that one. But we know I've been I've worked on college campuses. I've known quite a few women that have had have had them while they were college students. OK, and I've known a few of them that have gone ahead and delivered their babies. So you don't know how many this person might have had. And if you find out, maybe let's just say it's three. By the time you meet this woman, do you still go forward with this woman? Do you still go forward with them? These are all the things that you want to find out before you're going forward in relationships because they do matter. How about high body counts? That always is a one that people would like to know. You would like to know something like that. Have they experienced threesomes? Have they been to, um, had they been to, uh, what do you call them? Um, sex parties, sex parties. I'm going to play a video where this one woman's going to outline these experiences and she's not going to look like who you think she should look like. And not only that, she's going to talk about how she's living in the spectrum, the spectrum that I talk about. She's living and functioning as a, what you would call a normal woman that has a normal job. But when you hear her experiences leading up to the, her getting that normal job, you're going to realize that when I say women live in a spectrum, that I'm absolutely right. Many of them have lived in uh, domestic violation, as we call it over here. Either they were the aggressor or they were the victim. They were the passive one. They were the submissive one or they were the instigator. We don't know. But a lot of them sure would like to frame their previous relationships as domestic violation. That should be a concern. Why have you dated two or three men that like to put you in a pile driver? Okay. Why they like? Why did you like to make uh, uh, date men that put you in a slingshot suplex? All right, or the superplex from the top rope. Why? Why did that keep happening to you? There must be a flaw that you need to repair. Okay, but you're not going to repair it on my time. What about toxic relationships? Okay, a lot of them have been in a toxic relationship. So a lot of women are saying, no, this isn't me. This isn't me. This isn't me. Oh, now it's me. Oh, yes, I was in a toxic relationship. Oh, yes, I was in an abusive relationship. Oh, yes, I've been domestically violated. Okay, so now you're getting them admitting, yes, this could be me. What about sexual harassments by managers? Okay, they may not have wanted or reciprocated the sexual harassment, but a lot of them have experienced this in their jobs. And a lot of them had to take that L. They had to be quiet about those things to keep their job. Okay. So you want to know these things, right? You want to know these things. What about having sugar daddies? Sugar daddies. This is a common thing. A lot of women are being very open and vocal about having sugar daddies. A lot of them are making mean videos about women going to boat yards and, and docks and slips, boat slips, to uh, pine for men with boats, sugar daddies with boats. So now this is in the lexicon where more women are being a little bit more comfortable about being a sugar baby. How about this? Experience in the prawn industry. Experience in the prawn industry. I lived in the San Fernando Valley. I lived in the San Fernando Valley. So um, I told you about this video right here that you can find on Netflix called Hot Girls Wanted. I told you as a homework assignment to go ahead and watch this video. There's two, a couple of documentaries about this in which young women who've been drawn to the trade of sex trade, which is a transaction, and how easy for a web-savvy generation to end up making prawn. A lot of these girls, as soon as they turn 18, ran down there to participate, only to have, after two or three months, them drop completely out of prawn and go back to their boyfriends and go back and live in a normal life. You probably will want to uh, know if she had experienced something like this. 
Not all women have experienced something like that, but maybe they have experienced being recorded. Maybe another man has your wife or your soon-to-be wife recorded on his cell phone. I have plenty of women recorded on my phone, so I'll be damned. I, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to marry one of these girls, and I got it recorded. I got your wife recorded on my phone, okay? And some of these girls thought they were going to be the next Jenna Jameson, only to be thotted out after two or three months, and they couldn't handle it. And they went back to their hometown, Tupelo, Mississippi, Columbus, Ohio. And guess what? Oh, now they're functioning in regular lives. Okay. A lot of girls that you see in amateur prawn actually don't last very long. They get piped down, they make 16 videos, and then they back home. Okay. But you wouldn't know any uh better. You wouldn't even know any better. How about this one? Uh sex with alphas, a very aggressive sex, right? A lot of them have had sex with alphas, weren't able to keep them. And now they do what? And that's you. Where's the nice guys? What happened? Where did all the men How about go? this one? Bipolarism. Okay. Split personalities. You're going to hear this in this video that I'm going to play for you in a little bit. All right. They have split personalities. Uh, we know that this is going to be a very big problem in our culture because take out the statistics here. The statistics, uh, uh, any depression use jumped 65% in 15 years and women nearly twice lead twice as likely to use the drugs as men. Not only that, it says women in prescription drugs, one in four take mental health meds. Okay, we're talking about 2.5 million uh, women compared to 15% of men, 25%. Okay, one in four. And that's just the people who uh, we found out. And so this, um, this stress, this anxiety, this depression has been very... Uh, common in our society today because we're completely entitled. We don't know what we want in life. We just want to be happy, which no one can define. You and, and this comes from the grass is greener on the other side. Okay, no matter what you have, you believe that you'd be happier on the other side of the street with the greener grass until your ass get over there and you realize the sun shining and burning this grass up too. Okay, the sun shines on it, it rains, it gets muddy, and the grass ain't all that greener. But everybody's chasing happiness and can't define what happiness is. Okay. And you're trying to push happiness forward and not allowing the expressions of the other emotions to actually balance you out because there's no permanent happy solution. There's no permanent state of happiness. It doesn't exist. So that's why people who say happiness is what you should go after, there's no such thing as uh, going after happiness. Okay. There's no such thing. You cannot have a permanent state of happiness. And the grass is going to be always greener on the other side. So when you're chasing happiness and pursuing it, guess what? You're, no matter what side of the street you're on, you're going to think the other side is greener. As they say in the black community, the white man's ice is colder, right? No matter what you got, the white man's ice is colder. So this is typically what happens in our country. Shout out to XL Pro Services for your super chat or on Cash App. He says at 42, this dating market has become the wild, wild west. All right, so let's jump into this. I'm going to play this video first. The video that I'm going to play, probably going to have to get pulled down because it has massive views, massive, massive views. But before we play that video, I got another strange video to show you. I got a strange video to show you. Remember, I've been talking very aggressively about attention. Attention is a woman's currency. And uh, it is the primary currency. It's the currency that she seeks first. Before it comes to the money, she wants the attention. And if she doesn't want the attention from the men who have the money, though, 
She can get attention from any male. As long as that attention is given in transaction. This is why we call it paying attention. And so a woman will go in a gym like this. I don't see no women in here. I see a man there, a man there, a man there, a man here. She's going to go into the middle of the gym. She's going to go right here into the middle of the gym, dressed in a form-fitting outfit. She's going to complain that all the perverts look at her and don't understand why. And then this is what she's going to do. Okay. Take a look. Like, bruh, 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 bruh. What in the hell? There ain't a woman in sight, bruh. <laughs> so this type of this type of activity right here. This type of activity is proof that currency of a, the currency of attention is the ultimate currency. It's not that she wants these men. She wants these men to see her. Remember, I, I, I was one of the first YouTubers to break the great fantasy that 60 some odd percent of women have these fantasies of being great, whether it's an enjoyable experience or not. They have these fantasies because it's always on their mind. OK, the same the same to be said about women who go into these spaces like this and try to get attention from other men. There's no reason to be doing anything like this, like this. I mean, there's no reason for anyone to do anything like this, like this, okay, in a gym setting. But as you can see, um, whether she's doing it, maybe her friend is recording her, I have no idea. I have no idea. But as you can see here, she's drawn the attention in the eyes of men. Now, this guy has his head forward. He knows what's going on. This guy's taking a look. This guy was looking previously, and obviously the person recording is looking. Okay, but obviously anyone's going to look at this. This is a nice, foldable-looking, nice young girl. But what she's experiencing is several things. She's probably having some sort of great fantasy. She's probably fantasizing about people oogling her and looking at her and watching her and enjoying her uh, and maybe pleasuring themselves sexually. And so she's doing this to get a rise. This is attention-seeking. Right. This is the behavior that we know now is a part of manipulation. Now, at any particular point, if if um, someone kicks her out of the gym, she will claim that she's been victimized. OK, why are you victimizing me? I'm not wearing anything sexy. I'm not wearing anything uh, scantily clad. This is actually not this is not sexy attire. She just said these are yoga pants and this is a sports bra. These guys have tank tops on. OK, the next car she's going to do is if she does have a so-called pervert. Um, looking at her, she can then play the victim as well. But then she can go home and fantasize about all the attention that she got as currency. Hey, boy, all the boys, all these guys, really the, the top alphas were looking at me. But there would be no reason to do something like this. And so when you see things like this, this is our explanation. This is how we explain it. It's very simple. Attention is her currency. She first seeks attention, even when she's young. Obviously, she looks like she's barely out of high school. She first seeks attention. Money is not even on the plate yet. It's not even on her palate yet. What she wants is attention, gentlemen. Attention, attention, attention. All right, so let me see here. You know, anyone who disagrees with this, this is what it is. I've worked in gyms for like over 10 years. I saw this stuff all the time. I saw women for no reason start doing handstands right here against the weight rack in the mirror. Why? But like, why? You know what I mean? And men do stuff like this too, but but why? Ask me why. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, you know, she wants to get a rise. So let's play this video just as a reminder so we can tell you what the, uh, what the women who are making the good men, except in terms of leftovers, uh, how they think. 
And why did I lose the video here? Over here. I lost the video. Oh, hell no. Oh, nope. Here it is. All right. Let's play it again for you. Let's play it again, Sammy. Wait a minute. I got to rewind it. Sign your name on the dotted line. The lights went out and Nikki started to rewind. All right. So let's pull this lady up here. Let's go ahead and listen to her voice. Tell you about the good guys. Good guys win in the end, but there's a danger to that. What do good guys receive in the end? Play. will win in the end. You will win. So just keep holding out until the right girl comes Nice along. guys always win. They oh. always win. If nice truly means nice, you had the wrong girl. Yeah, you might not win in your early 20s, but let me tell you, every girl will get sick of the games and the douchebags, and nice guys will win. They always win. They always win. I want a nice guy, okay? I'm sick of the games. Like, you saw, I'm, I shut it down. Like, I'm not into it. I want a nice guy. The nice guy win. A nice guy's for three years, it's not cool, and then it's cool. Yes. You will win in the end. You will win. So just keep holding on to the right girl. Come. And that's you. Yeah, man. You're going to win in the end. But what is my prize? That's what we're going to discuss today. Let's kick the real video now. Let's get that down. We're going to use the real video. Real video. Real, real video. Um, Let's get it prepared. Fair use. I know I'm going to say fair use. Probably not going to help out much. All right. This is a very popular video on YouTube. Shout out to Horatio for sending me this video. So this video is going to be of an ex-spa worker, as we call it over here, an ex-spa worker, the woman that worked at a spa. Her name is, I believe, Taya, Tia. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look-ski and a listen to what she's talking about in response to her life. Let's go ahead and listen here. Here we go. Oh, wait a minute. I, I must do this because they're going to come over here and try to say, hey, we're using you're using my content out of uh, context here. Let me do this. Yes, indeed. Fair use. Except, you know, excerpts of copyright material you may under certain circumstances be quoted verbatim for purposes of criticism. These were to teaching and research without the need for permission from the copyright and former payment or holder and blah, 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 blah. Everybody knows what I'm talking about there. All right. All right. Over it. Soft white underbelly. That sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. All right, let's turn this girl up. Turn up. Turn up. Caught up. All right, tell you, tell you, uh, wait for me, you up. Oh, hell. Caught me again. Y'all caught me again, man. <laughs> now I knew how to use it. <laughs> All right, tell you. Tell you, uh, where are you from originally? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Durham, North Carolina. Um, up until I was 12, and then I moved to Washington State with my dad. Okay, so this is very common of Americans. You know, this is a big country. So she's in North Carolina, and she was somewhere else, and she was all the way in Washington State. She'd been around. Until I was 16. And how was your childhood? My childhood was very dysfunctional. It was very dysfunctional. Um, so there's broken homes, broken homes. That's going to be common of American women because we live in a society that looks at broken homes as normal. Continuing. I remember from a very early age, I probably say three or four years old, my dad um, would take me with him to go and cheat on my mom. So there it is right there. Okay, we got the dad going to cheat on the mom. She remembers this at three and four. 
which would be weird to me, but I don't have much memories when I was three or four, but that's neither here or there. All right. But she's now seen daddy have daddy issues, seen daddy acting so-called inappropriately cheating on the mom continuing. And I remember you for, and he used to do this for, for me, it felt like a long time. Cause I remember going to school and my dad, I mean, I remember going to school and, uh, going to my teachers and telling them, oh, I have 18 brothers and sisters. And they were like, they thought that was wild, you know? And like somehow my parents, I don't know how my parents found out, but somehow they found out. And um, I remember my mom just like, just being like, why are you lying to them? You don't have 18 brothers and sisters. And she just kind of left it alone. You know, like my family thought it was funny, but really they didn't know that. It was because my dad was taking me to go see all these women. And I would just sleep in the living room while he would just go and have an affair in other words so she's she heard daddy was clapping cheeks all right um and this was a regular routine all right so let's go ahead and continue now as you can see here she's already got the uh sob story coming out here all right so this is a setup to what's going to happen what becomes of her life so that when we draw this back this is typical of what therapists and counselors do they can now say, oh, because of the experience in your childhood, you did X, Y, and Z. Let's go ahead and continue. And seeing that was wild. It was, and I, my dad did it so much that in kindergarten, I remember seeing the guy that had a crush on me and now somehow I'm at his house. And so she was getting cheeks clapped in kindergarten. She was at somebody's house when she was in kindergarten, y'all. So I've actually told you a story about women from certain areas, Decatur, Atlanta. They've been experiencing early on touching other children and, and experimenting with each other. Uh, they, they experienced this at a very young age. I don't know as young as kindergarten, but maybe so. We don't know. All right, so let's go ahead and continue. My dad is hanging out with his mom and it was just weird it was just like wow like I'm really seeing all these women and like they all had kids and like but the dad was never around it was it was different and then on top of that my dad was very abusive okay there it is right there the dad's now abusive and a cheater all right. Uh, the mom came in a little bit in the story in which she told the mom, she told the mom, we have 18 brothers and sisters, but now we have trauma with the father, which is common. I'm not saying she didn't experience this, but what I'm saying is it's so common that when you deal with women, you must investigate if this is possible. Daddy issues. Daddy issues. All right. So um, here we go right here. He was very mind fucking. I remember seeing him drag my mother with my baby sister in her hands and he dragged her from the steps outside and just dragged her outside and was beating on her and she was just crying and I just couldn't remember why I didn't know I didn't understand why he did what he did you know and not understanding why my dad has so much anger and like my dad would just beat us for for no reason okay so there we go there's the abuse again so now we have physical abuse all right. So and um, we also have verbal abuse and cheating by the dad. And now you're getting beat for no reason. And then potentially domestic violation against the mother. All right. That was holding child. All right. Um, listen, these are common things that happen, unfortunately. 
All right. And uh, uh, you can go look at the, the statistics of what this type of stuff increasing in households during C-19 lockdowns. All right. Continuing. It was it was dramatic. My dad just had really bad, really bad anger issues. And I just remember wanting to get away from him so bad. And I couldn't. You know, even though he would always threaten it, he'd like, do you want me to sing back to North Carolina and go live with your mom? And I'm like, no, because like, what am I going to do there? You know, but. So this is another scenario. She had a chance to escape, but yet gave herself an out by saying, I did not want to escape. This is what typically happens of domestic violation victims. They will say, I could have left. I stayed with him for nine years. I let him put four babies in me, but I didn't leave. Right. This allows him to say you had the um, you had the Stockholm syndrome. All right. Here we go. And then I don't know. It was just weird. He was just I don't know. It was just weird. He is so controlling. It's so mind fucking to the controlling. OK, Um, these are all buzzwords that people use typically when they make bad choices or the person trying to prevent them from making bad choices. They will say someone's trying to control them. But in this case, he's using it towards the daddy, not a boyfriend. And so now. So now you have the daddy is controlling or was he guarding you? Was he protecting you? We don't know yet. He hasn't violated her and touched her yet. So I think he was trying to protect her from her own vices or devices. Point where like, even when we moved to Washington state, I didn't even have a choice. Like he asked me, I remember it was on a. So now you didn't have a choice. I know these are two different things here, but she said she had a choice. He would threaten to send you back to your mama in North Carolina. But now you're saying you didn't have a choice when you made the initial move. Which one is it? Wednesday, right? And he asked me, he was like, so, you know, you know, me and your mom are getting a divorce. And uh, do you do you want to come move to Washington State with me? I was like, no, I'm going to stay here. And then he was like, well, too bad. We already bought the plane ticket and I'm not about to wait case money. So we're going to, you're going to move to Washington state. I'm like, okay. And then Friday I was literally in a whole new household. I was in, I was the only black girl in my whole entire fucking school. Okay. Now we have the black issue being brought up now. So now we're going to make this a racial issue. So where you were dis, you were taken away from your people and now you felt you stuck out like a sore thumb and you weren't around your people, but I'm looking at you. You don't look fully black. You look like you're mixed. That's neither here or there, biracial, yeah. So now you're pulling in that you were insecure. He put he pulled you out of a comfortable place, and then he put you against uh, not enough black people around. All right, here we go. Let's continue. Let's continue. Like look, Now listen, let's just say all of this is true. I'm not saying any of this is not true of what she's saying. It is common uh, of what young women experience because they don't have a, the ability to fight for themselves, right? So you do have women that get into these scenarios and they don't know how to fight their way out. They're, they're listening to the adult. They're the child. They have no reason, no ability to support themselves. So let's just say everything she said is true. And it goes on for me to say, then if that's the case, you need to hire a private investigator, any relationship you get into. <laughs> okay. Hire a private eye, brothers, because this is what they're, she's just at her childhood. What else does she have now? But let's continue. Somebody said contradictions can't be true by definition. I know I'm being a little facetious there. I'm playing the devil's advocate. I'm giving her an out here. This isn't even the worst, gentlemen. There's worse than this. Let's go ahead and continue. That was weird. And then, and then like I'm moving in with these, with 
I wouldn't, I don't want to call them these, but moving in with my stepsisters and everything was just different than to get off the plane and see my dad kiss another woman. It was just so, everything was so different. Everything was just like this big, like culture shock for no fucking reason. Like, it so YouTube, this video's on your platform. It has millions and millions of views. So I'm going to play it. You're going to demonetize me, unfortunately, but this is on your platform. And she's using the foul language. I am not. Now, let's just go back. She's traumatized again because Papa seems to be a rolling stone. And she's up with a lot of stepbrothers and stepsisters. And she's being left out. Let's continue. It was just, it was too much. And having to play family. And she didn't even like us. She didn't want us to be there. She only kept us there because our, our dad wanted us there. And it's like, well, I want my mom. And I couldn't have my mom. And I just, I remember I wanted her so bad. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just remember that I wanted my mom so bad. I just wanted her so bad. And I couldn't have her. She was so far. I got all the way to Washington State, and she's all the way to North Carolina, and I couldn't do anything about that. But we had to stay, and... um. And I had to deal with what we had to deal with. And it felt like it was like a Cinderella story. You know, where you have like your, they weren't evil. They, they didn't know any better. You know, I don't believe them. They didn't know any better. But they always got the better end of the stick than all of us. So it was just, it was just weird. Like watching my dad like cater to someone else's kids than us, you know. And like he always treated them so nice and would always just be like, why can't you be more like them? And it's like, I'm your kid. Why can't, you know, like, why can't you just love me for who I am? You know, it was just, it was tough. It was tough. Okay, gentlemen. Um, Listen, I'm I'm going with this is true. Everything she said here is true. Okay, these are all true um, stories that she's telling. I believe her. I believe her. And as such, I'm in. I mean, I'm imploring you. You must get a private investigator to investigate them, brothers, because you're going to put yourself in harm's way with just what you heard. Are you marrying this woman so far? Okay. She makes a tough case to marry her. But this is not all, guys. This is not all. There's more. There's more. Oh, hold on. Let me get it. Let me let me get it. There's more. 10 years old in an abusive relationship. Wait, 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 wait. I'm your kid. Why can't, you know, like, why can't you just relationship? And I'm 16 years old in an abusive relationship. You can barely hear it because it's fading in this part of the interview. She said she's 16 years old in an abusive relationship. So here we go again, guys. I What I named at the beginning, she's filling in all these blanks. She's in an abusive relationship at 16. I said toxic relationships, domestic violation, whether she was the instigator or whether she was the victim. Already by 16. She's already been touched. She's already been continuing on. And he's super abusive. And then I'm uh, I am four years down the line. We're still together and we have a kid together our last year. I and that's you. She has a kid. She has a teenage pregnancy or somewhat of a young pregnancy outside of marriage as well. 
So not only did the broken home continue the cycle, she also continued the cycle of marrying or being with, not marrying, being with abusive men because her father was abusive. So now she's chosen. I've, I've broken this down in my daddy issue stream. She basically received, uh, went after the guy that was most likely or like her father. Continuing. I said, I'm like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Like he gives me STD and I got to, I'm like, I got to go. She got an STD. This is probably 16, 17, 18. You're talking about. She has an STD. Okay. So I oftentimes remember, I told you, get a private investigator. When I worked in college sports, sometimes I was privy to uh, inside information from the athletic trainer. And sometimes I would have to take these things on a road, road with me in, in case one of our players got injured and they had to go to the hospital and I would have to present to them their medical history on the road. And I went through it one time. And I saw some of the players who had STDs previous that listed it in their file. And I was shocked. The girls that I thought would have had an STD did not. And the girls that I didn't think would have the STD had one, at least one. Continuing on. You know, he's sexually abusive, mentally abusive, emotionally abusive. Just anything you can think of that's abusive, that motherfucker was it. He was abusive. So she, <laughs> she named it all. He, he, he was all the abuse. And so I was like, I got to go. I got to get out of here. So then I get out of there, but. She got to go. Like, like two months down the line, I lose my job. Damn. She covering all the bases. I told you about the employment thing this morning. Did I not? Soon as you move them in, they're going to become unemployed. All right. So now she lost her job. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> Damn. She lived a horrible life for teenager so um i'm jobless and i do not have a place to call my own and so i'm like sleeping on a couch homeless at my friend's grandma well not a couch there's a bed but i'm sleeping in her home and um i need some cash my car broke down and car broke down man damsel in distress is here damsel in distress car broke down homeless this sounds like Brittany Renner. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> and um, like, I need money to fix it. So then I go and I meet with Ronnie, right? And Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Uh, found him on Backpage. Never heard of Backpage before. Uh-oh. My best friend showed me. You know what's coming. Told me that. So I meet up with Ronnie. And he. Ronnie's a pimp. He has all these liquor bottles in his uh, cabinet. Uh-oh. He does the. Uh, are we going to get to see some feet? Are we going to get to see some feet? This He says that I was supposed to do like a massage or whatever. There and they are, gentlemen. Like, feet. Feet. <laughs> All right. Now, she's saying she's going to have to do a massage on a man here. Cool. Like, he's like, yeah, they're like these older men. They love it when young women come and they give them a massage. And I was like, awesome. Like, this is cool. These young girls don't want these old men. I'm like, that's all I got to do is a massage. I was like, great. You know, and he was like, hey, I'll make all this money. But he has this all these liquor in his um, in his cabinet. And he's just like, you know, I have if you can have as many drinks as you want, I'll make as many drinks as you want. I have feminine products if you need them, if you need a douche, if you need panty liners, if you need condoms or anything I'm like condoms. And then he's like, yeah, I don't know, like, you know, like for yourself. I'm like, oh, oh OK. Now, at this point, she's playing dumb. 
Okay, she she's acting like she didn't realize. See, they did this. If you watch the Jeffrey Epstein thing, the, the girls did the same thing. Well, I didn't realize it was going to go this far. Come on, man. Do you are you can't be this naive. You're not Little Red Riding Hood out here. You know what's going on. You know what this is about. Let's just fess up. But she's trying to play that. She's trying to keep the victim. What? Oh, old men massage them. Oh, easy, easy peasy. Alcohol, condoms, feminine products. I don't get it. Right. <laughs> Continuing on. And then um, I go and uh, uh, have him make me a drink. She's looking up in the air, by the way, trying to find the story. And he's like, yeah, this is going to really keep you calm. It's going to keep you calm. And this is all within the first day of meeting him. And then he's like, but I also have Xanax. Now, I don't know how many girls have been in these situations here, but. You've never drank before and you've never done drugs or have you? So now you know drugs, you're just going to partake, uh, partake. Let's go ahead. And mind you, this guy is a counselor. He works for, he works with mental health uh -oh. um, patients. He's a fucking counselor. He's sick, but he has Here we Xanax go. and he's like, um, do you want some? I was like, I've uh, never had Xanax before. What uh, is that? And he's like, oh, it'll just keep you calm. He's like, you'll just feel super relaxed. I was like, Okay, so he's like, usually people football it. That's like where you take the whole thing. But I'm like, he's like, but since you're in, you know, you just take a third of it. I'm like, all right. So then I take a third. Boy, she's very accommodating. All right, I'll do it. Whatever you say. <laughs> she's like, whatever. I'll take it. Come on, let's go. You mean pumpkin pie? Oh, okay. I'll take some pumpkin pie too. All right. What, what else are you going to take? Some salami? Third of it. And I'm shrinking and I still don't feel it. So I take another part of a third. Well, the, the second part of it, because it's cut up into three. And so I oh boy. take the second part. And then, like, I'm really feeling, I'm feeling really groovy. And then the first client comes over, and um, I do my thing. And at this point, that's when, like, Ronnie's, like, telling me, like, you know, you, you got to, like, provide sexual services. And he tells me this while I'm high. So, like, I don't get Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. You hear it? I wasn't accountable. He waited till I was high. I was drunk. See, these are all common scenarios that they either keep finding themselves in or that they find they, they get into voluntarily or that they change the story. Yeah, I was doing the services before I ever got high, but I'm going to frame it as the first time I did this, I was high. Give a fuck. And then um, I'm like, cool, fuck it, whatever, you know? And then uh, then he's telling me all the prices and the upgrades and the client comes over and I do my thing or whatever. She sped through that part. And then the second guy comes and- uh, Number two. Ronnie can see it because he has his Xbox camera on and he's connected to his TV in his room. And the guy, and I'm laying down and the guy's like, I want to give you a massage. So he gives me a massage and I'm blacked out at this point. Now, now she blacked out. <laughs> How dare you? By the way, ladies, this is what you guys sound like on first dates, by the way. This is why I don't like first da dates. This is what women sound like when they're telling stories on first dates. And then and uh, I, I just want the ladies that, that watch me to understand this is what you sound like on dates. When you're talking about your past and your job, this is exactly what you sound like to me. Now she, now she blacked out. <laughs> okay, 
or was she blacked? Let's continue, man. How you remembered if you was blacked out? I'm not laughing. Somebody said, don't laugh. I'm not laughing. I'm just. I'm gone. I don't remember anything that happens. Comes to find she, out. She don't remember anything that happened? Okay. Ronnie, like, wakes me up, and I just see him running out of his room with a gun. And then I guess apparently the guy was trying to rape me and take advantage of me. And I'm, like, pass the fuck out. And then Ronnie scares him off, and then that shit scares me the fuck off. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not me. I'm like, no, no, no. But he was still my fucking. He would tell me, like, come on, make some money. And I, and I went back a couple times. and She went back. She went back after being blacked out and almost assaulted. I have to ask, why go back? Why did you go back? That's an important detail. Can we answer that question? Come on, man. But then, like, there was one time where, like, um, my pH balance, you know, like, yeast infection came around. And that's when I was like, I was like, I can't work today. And then he was so pissed. He was just like, no, nah, don't worry about it then. Don't fucking come back. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, no, you're done. I'm done with you. I'm like, what? I'm like, I need the money, you know? So then I was like, oh, whatever. That's not going to work out. So then my friend went back on Backpage, and then she found the spa. And so she got rid of this pimp, and then they got to a spa, her friend. Let's continue. And that's when everything changed. And then... um. I met up with uh, Maddie and Victoria. They were the first spa owners I ever met. And uh, they were so, so sweet. They were so, so nice. And uh, I told them, I was like, look, I don't want to have sex with any men. I was like, if I have to do that, then I, I, I'm out. I don't want to do this. And then she's like, if I find out you're having sex at my spa, I will fire you. I was like, cool. So here I am. I'm working at a Jack Shack, right? And um, a Jack Shack. I've never heard that before, but she's working at a Jack Shack. Here we go. I'm working at a Jack Shack and it's weird. It is weird. Like the pricing and everything is weird. So like they charge $60 for 30 minutes. That's just to get in. And then it's an it's $80 for an hour. And then um, then that's that money doesn't go to me. That goes to the owners. And then they tip you on top of that. And um and then searching for that story. It's up there somewhere. Pull it on out of the clouds here. You know, they, they tip you however much you want, you know, but, but the spa I worked at, or they were like weirdos. They're like weirdo weirdos. Like there's this guy, I think his name was something like that, but he liked to pluck my hair and floss his teeth with it. And then, yeah, I'm weird. So this is the point of the story where then I start advising you men to understand that a lot of women have had not all but a lot of women have had these weird experiences with men in some form or fashion weirder experiences that you will ever find yourself in all you want to do is get some marital missionary but they've already been through these type of weird experiences with men for desperation and money or they've been in abuse of relationships toxic and then when you get with them you're trying to love them oh i'll love you girl let me love you all right, you're trying to love her, and she can't be loved. She's dead on the inside. And then he had a You should let me love you. He had a foot fetish, so I would sit up oh, on the bed. Oh, this is me. Like, she's describing me now. Here we go. 
Sorry. <laughs> I was Nobody sitting, told you to stand up. Up on the bed like this and then have my foot out. And then he foot would drink feet. water off of it. And he would like praise my foot. Like he loved it. And then oh, like I would. Um, that's me. That I would me. like choke. Hey, man. Hey, I told you to keep your name out my mouth. I mean, my name out your mouth. Pause. All right. Hold on for a second. That was me. Him with my foot, like in his mouth, just like. Oh, that was me. Just, oh. And he loved it. And he and he just and he. Yep. He was so happy. And then this one guy came in one time before and. um. But my best friend saw him and he would shut the whole place down. He dropped $1,500. Right. And he wanted you to fuck him in the ass. Okay. And he wanted you to pee in his mouth. And I think he wanted you to take a shit on him. Oh. But I do know sorry. he wanted you to fuck him in the ass. Oh, so, hold on. Where's the buzzer? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For that. It's so weird. Men are so fucking weird. So this is the point where you have to understand they dealt with these kind of weirdo men, a lot of them, and they dealt with weirdo men. And then you're coming along. You're coming along somewhere middle of her life. It's crazy. But I didn't last that long at that spa. Um, it was it Eos? Yeah, Eos Spa in Charlotte. Um, Charlotte. It didn't last very long. They got shut down. And then I was like, well, I got to find somewhere else. I was literally on my way to work that day. And I got a call. I was about to, I, like, I was like a couple blocks down. And I got a call. They're like, don't come in. Don't come in. The feds are here. The feds are here. I was like, okay, fine. All right. I won't go. So then I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do for work? So then I go back on my good old back page again. So she went back. This is the third time she's on back page. Now I'm going to skip forward because she's getting She's going to get graphic in here. If you want to watch the graphic part, she's going to get graphic. I'm going to have to skip forward. But let's skip to this part. Yeah, I'm having such a great day. Yeah. And then he'd get in the room and then sometimes three. And then the next thing you know, you got the whole spa on there. And then Hold up. most times he paid a lot of money. He paid really, really good money. But um, to shed some light on it, a lot of the girls in there are not forced to be there. We oh, a lot of the girls aren't forced to be there. We are there because we wanted to be there. There you go. They were there because they wanted to be there. Or we want to be there for my friends that are still there. They want to be there. They're not sex trafficked. Mm -hmm. They're not forced to be there. Uh -oh. they, that's their craft. That's what they want to do. But most girls that are in there, they don't realize that they have a lot of trauma. And they realize that, they, um, that they're hurting still. You know, like me, like when I was in it, I didn't realize that I was so good at what I did. Because I've been so sexually abused and I had been so hurt and raped so many times that I was able to just click it off. And when I went to work, I was Michelle. When I went to work, I was Naomi. When I went to work, I was um, Haley. When I went to work, you know, oh my God, so many Kendall. Remember, I told you split personality, bipolarism. Um, they're able to turn off of one personality and turn on another. This is common. I gave you the stats on this. I gave you the facts on this one. Uh, a lot of people are on these head meds because they're experiencing these things. And this is how they disconnect. This is how they compartmentalize issues and trauma. All right. And this is why they say who hurt you, because a lot of times they've been hurt and you're they're hurt earlier in their lives than you can ever be hurt. OK. And so when the woman finally does hurt you or a woman she knows like her finally does hurt, hurt you, she can she can um, experience she can uh, express that hurt. Or she can empathize with that hurt because she's been hurt. That's why they always ask you, who hurt you? No, no, no. Who hurt you, ma'am? Who hurt you? 
You've been the one that's hurt. Okay, let's continue. Gigi, so many different. I was somebody else. I was when I went there. I was no longer what people knew me as Nicole. I wasn't that. You know, I wasn't Taiyi as my family knows me. I wasn't that. I was all of the above. I was somebody else. You know, and that's why it made it easy for me to do it. But if you guys have daughters, see, I'm not just putting this down. I'm just telling you, if you have daughters, you better be very conscious of all of these things because they're going to experience a lot of these things and you're not going to know about it. All right. You better be knowing what's going on here. If you don't, the further this goes and the more broken the home and the more you have no contact with your daughter, she's going to be she's going to be in all of these scenarios way before you even know it. She'll be 21 showing up and you're going, what's going on? And she says, Papa, don't preach. <laughs> she hit you with the. Cause I made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby. I'm gonna keep my baby. Ooh, oh. <laughs> Here we go. Eventually it gets old. Eventually you have to get out of that. But it is, it was one hell of a, one hell of a time. Did you one hell of a time. Wait till she reveals how old she is, bro. Wait till you wait till she reveals how old she is. You saved money. Did I save money? Yes, I did. That's how I got here. Because I saved. So that was that was Charlotte, North Carolina. That was Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte is a big hub for um for sex trafficking and for um like sex jobs and stuff. So and did, did doing this for how many years? Two years. Yeah, two, three years. Yeah. Did it change the way you see men? Yeah, a lot. So again, this is a, that's an important point. Does it change the way you see men? So at this point, it's going to be impossible for have to have the nice guy, the good guy. But if the good guy does bring her in, because the good guy will see a woman like this, she's attractive, um, she's young. Uh, you might not think she looks suburban. You don't. She's not dirty, right? She doesn't look dirty on the outside. She doesn't. And so you will bypass all of those things. You won't think she's experienced this, but deep inside you bring her into your house and you find out, damn, what is wrong with you? And she won't tell you any of these past issues. It changed the way I see married men because 99% of the men that came in were married. Ooh. Did y'all hear that? Now, I brought that up several times. I was like, that's married men watching prom. That's married men on OnlyFans. That's married men on seeking arrangements. That's married men visiting the jerk. What did she call it? The Jack Shack. It's married men. She said 99% of men that she, that used to use her were married. I'll go back and rewind that. Yeah, two, three years, yeah. Did it change the way you see men? Yeah, a lot. It changed the way I see married men because 99% of the men that came in were married. And... I apologize if I messed up any marriages, um, but I never looked at it that way. I looked at it as you put $300, you put 400, whatever you put money on that table and my pussy was okay with it. It was over. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in. You heard it, gentlemen. You heard it. I didn't say it. 
She said it. <laughs> you heard what I said. You heard it, didn't you? You heard all that. She called out married men, all of these so-called happily married men. She called out married men. Then she said she got an ATM between her legs. I'm going to play that again. <laughs> I'm going to play it again. <laughs> this is how, this is what you're running into, guys. Here we go. And my pussy was okay with it. It was okay. But I never looked at it that way. I looked at it as you put $300, you put 400 whatever. You put money on that table and my pussy was okay with it. It was over. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I, I got to do is put my card in. In these streets. Yeah, oh, I'm using that as a clip. I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that. Guys, this is what you're going up against. I'm clipping that. I'm using that. This is what you're up against. Where I can't stand when people say I'm wrong. I cannot stand when people say I'm wrong. I can't stand when people say, where are you meeting these women? I can't stand it because I will always find that woman. I will always find her. And you can't tell me in your town, there's not a woman just like this one. There's one just like her, if not 15. I'm clipping that. Let's play it again. It was so good. Any marriages. Um but I never looked at it that way. I looked at it as you put $300, you put 400, whatever you put money on that table and my pussy was okay with it. It was over. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and Ooh. boom, money just comes right out. Oh, it's like pussy is just this treasure that women are born with. <laughs> <laughs> out of the mouth of babes out of the mouth of babes and i knew how to use it and i knew how to but use it how did you know how to use it i only knew how to use it because that's what they would take away from me oh. that's what men would do to me they would take that it would take my dignity away from me so there's the argument about who's the trick and who's not. A lot of guys will say, you're the trick. You're getting uh, schooled by these women. And I often said, no, I'm like, she's giving away the only thing she had. And there's the proof right there. Even though she tried to brag and say it was an ATM, she then said, men took that from me for money. You gave them to that. You gave it to them. And now you were left with nothing. Okay. So who got tricked? So, yeah. And you make a lot of money from it. So the downside is it kind of undermines your self-worth or your, your happiness? Sort of, yeah. And and even like my boy, my ex-boyfriend, when I moved to Charlotte, like I met him through there and we dated for two years and it fucked me up hard. Like trying to fall back in love again, it fucked me up. They can't do it. So remember the guys that always say, uh, you're imprinted. They can't no longer uh, attach to you in love. They can no longer love you. She just said it right there. If you have experienced this type of trauma, if you experience this type of thing, if you have been in these streets and have high body count, you cannot love anymore. She just said it. These are all the things that they have been coming, trying to censor us from saying. She cannot pair bond. She just said it. Like I met him through there and we dated for two years. And it fucked me up hard, like trying to fall back in love again. It fucked me up, like, cause it was just like, 
he wasn't mind controlling. He wasn't mind fucking. He was a good guy. He He was a good man. He was a good man. He was a good guy. This one was not abusive. She met the good man. She met the good man. And guess what happened? He just loved prostitutes. He just loved like. He just, just likes seeking arrangements. He would go into like the spas or whatever. I, I must have been different. But he, I'd always catch him. He was always talking to prostitutes. Like he'd always like call them and then like texting them. And I'm like, dude, like knock, knock. You got to escort right here, <laughs> you know, at home, like wake up. I guess, I guess I just wasn't enough for him, I guess. I don't know. But that, that fucked me up, you know, like that I'm messed up on, you know, but I did have a good time. I did enjoy myself. I did. Um, I didn't let it hurt me. I didn't let it affect me. I did. I have something to show for it. That's one thing I always wanted to make sure that I had something to show for it. And I do. I I traveled as much as I could. I, I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. There it is. You heard that? I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. Backpack through Europe. Remember, guys, I'm undefeated, man. You cannot defeat me. Um, I my daughter never had to worry about anything. She the way my daughter is right now is because of how I of, of how much I spoiled her. The girl literally thinks she's a princess, and the only thing she's missing is her fucking castle. I swear. She's so fortunate. Until this day, she's still fortunate because her mom set her up so well. So, so your life is good. That's a good thing. Good today. My life is still good today. Even though, even though, like with the whole um with the whole eviction moratorium, whatever. Uh oh. We're still good. You know, we're still we're still living okay. You know. So what do you? How are you supporting yourself now? Now, um. Okay, now this is where it gets really good. Now, now I want you to listen, because this is where I've been telling the guys, the same girls that are doing this, you're actually hitting on them on the weekends or at their workplace, or you see them in their normal environment. You think these are separate girls? Watch this. She's gonna show you the spectrum now. After she's done all of this and has a daughter, watch what she does next. Well, before Golden Corral shut down, it was Golden Corral, but they just called me back to go back to work. So Golden Corral. That was such a weird transition. So, so where are you working? At Golden Corral. Golden Corral. <laughs> the Golden Corral. I don't know if you guys know, that is a buffet restaurant. It's a buffet rest. She's a she's a normie. She's a normie. You would approach this girl. Look at this pretty girl serving me at the Golden Corral. <laughs> what did I tell you? The same girls that are doing this, they're they're oftentimes they will move on this side of the spectrum. And then when they get tired, they will move back on this spectrum. They will move over here. You guys always been trying to say you messing with the thoughts, the 304s. You, you only mess with the girls on Seeking. I'm only approaching the good women. I'm only marrying the good women. I told you they're on both sides of this. Stop. It's the same women we're talking about. The same women you're bragging about, trying to get free peace leave from. Somebody paid her $300 at a jerk jack shack. <laughs> Continuing on here. Oh, go, uh, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, um, as a waitress. Got it. Um, a waitress. That was a weird transition too. 
trying to get away from that. I, I started out as a supervisor at CVS. And she worked at CVS prior to that, which is Savon or Thrifties or whatnot. And then I got tired of that. And then I moved to Goldcraft. And then that's what I do now. Yeah, walking away from sex work is... It's so hard because you make so much money. Like, I remember, like, my second day working there, I made $1,600 in one day. In one day. That is somebody's paycheck that takes them, like, two weeks to get. And now at CVS or at your restaurant, you're making how much? Oh, God. Uh, barely 300 in a weekend. Right. Maybe. That, that's back when, before the pandemic. It's, you a, know? it's a hard adjustment. It's a hard adjustment. Yeah. But I knew what I was getting myself into. You know, I knew it. I knew what I was getting myself into. So I, I had to prepare myself for it. What I was doing was for my desires. It wasn't doing anything for me spiritually. I was letting anybody just be inside of me as long Y'all hear that, right? Y'all heard that, right? As long as they put the right amount of money on that table. Did you hear that? It wasn't doing anything for me spiritually. I was letting anybody just be inside of me as long as they put the right amount of money on that table. It's like I didn't give I didn't give a fuck, you know, but because at the end of the day, the most the less the less I ever walked out with at a nice spa. I mean, like on a slow day, I'd make like six hundred dollars. And that's probably from seeing like two people and not even having to have sex still. And the most like on a regular basis on at most 1200 900 you know a day i'm set i'm set i can travel do whatever the fuck i want to do i've flown myself to paris i've done greece i've island hopped i've done all of that you know but it's like you got to train your mind to get out of a situation like that you know you got to train your mind to think like i don't need these things these things aren't important and that was hard because going from, oh, I can just, ugh, I don't, I can just buy that. You know, even like switching from like, I can't just go on Amazon anymore and just like go on a shopping spree like that. Like I got to really just be like, oh, I guess I'll save it for later type shit, you know. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Like it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible mindset. Like I'm young. I'm 20 years old making a fuck ton of money before I'm 21 and then I'm 23 I already own two cars like that are paid off they're not I'm not leasing them I'm not I don't owe money on them no they are completely paid off in my name what 23 year old has that kind of shit except she said 20 and 23. I've been telling you, but when they get past 24, you better hire a private investigator. You know what? What, what would you say to a young, you're 24 now. I'm 24 now. So what, She's 24. 24. 24. She's 24. What did, I, wait a minute. Let me take my damn victory lap. I got to take a victory lap. I got to take a victory lap. I got to take a victory lap. Hold on for a second. Hold, hold up. Hold up. Let me take a victory lap.
20. Remember, I once told you the way men and women work between the ages of 18 and 24, they've lived two lives, two times more life than you. They've experienced way more life than you have ever experienced between the age of 18 and 24. This woman's 24, bro. Jeez. She didn't live eight people's lives already in less than six years of adulthood. I'm not, I don't owe money on them. No, they are, I'm 20. Like, it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible mindset. Like, I am young. I'm 20 years old making a fuck ton of money before I'm 21. And then I'm 23. I already own two cars. Like, that are paid off. They're not. I'm not leasing them. I'm not, I don't owe money on them. No, they are completely paid off in my name. What 23 year old has that kind of shit? Except, you know. What, what would you say to a young, you're 24 now. I'm 24 now. So what would you say to a young girl who's considering doing something like this? Because times are tough right now. Money is don't do it. scarce. Don't do it. Unless, unless you have sexual trauma. Unless you have sexual trauma. That is the only way that it will allow you to get through this. Because men, men treat you like you are like they just went through a fast food um, drive through and they're literally looking at you like you're on the menu at McDonald's, literally. Like a lot of times I had to tell those men, I'm just like, they're like, oh, well, can you do it for this much? I'm like, no, like you can't even go to McDonald's and ask them, oh, well, can I have a Big Mac for $1? No, if the price is what the price is, okay? You can't just like, you can't just try to talk an employee out of giving you a damn Big Mac for this is what's happening on Seeking Arrangements now. A lot of these women will climb off of that website and go into regular marriages after having sold themselves like a dollar menu. For like for $2, you can't. That's impossible, you know? And so it's like you got to know how to be strong and to put your foot down. Now, I do know while working there, it helped me be a strong woman. A lot of Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Hair, makeup. Esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I people, you know, and even my boyfriend today, he still tries to say shit like, you know, you working there made you less of a woman. No, it didn't. It may have made me less of a woman because of what I did. But even then, it taught me something that my fucking father didn't teach me, nor my, nor my poor mother, you know? They didn't teach me how to have a voice. And well, I don't know what more needs to be said about that. We'll go ahead to the super chats. And as I said, my philosophy is undefeated. I know you guys see what we're doing. I, I This is what I'll add to that. Yeah, this is what I'll add to that. She said she has a boyfriend today. You guys will put blinders up. And act like I'll come on here every day, jumping around here, making this up. Okay, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I'm not making this up. These are real life stories. And people are living it out. Trust me, I'm on the dark side, guys. And I'm trying to warn you guys. If they're over 24, get a private investigator. You're going to find out something. One of those things that I mentioned. You're going to find out something that you wish you hadn't found out about her. Let me do the cash apps out here. Maurice E. Shout out to Mobo. He said, thanks, CGA. Appreciate you. He said, supporting the uh, message. Thank you, man. Tech Giants. 
are pivoting. Oh, that's not that's an article. <laughs> Brian Horsley, shout out to you, 25 bucks. Appreciate your wisdom. We are here showing you with proof. No anecdotal evidence. Know that I'm the bad guy. You're the bad. You just see that. That doesn't happen to me. Uh, who, what else? Um, who else is here? XL Pro Services says uh, $5. He says at 42 this dating market has been the wild, wild west. I did read that one before. This is where we are, guy. This is your new reality. New reality. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independent. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's get to these super chats, brothers. We going to get them. Oh, man. Almighty. What a world we're living in. Stephen Weiss, coach, my ex-wife was touched. We're going to say it's touched as a child repeatedly graded in the army. I believe is is it graded? And he says, thought I could show her love. And then I was 20 years old, married her 15 years later, three kids and a divorce diagnosed with PTSD. Now, when you listen, this is why I tell you, as soon as I hear one of these red flags, well, as I say, more red flags than the Chinese parade, I'm out. I'm not, and I'm out. And it's getting it's getting hard as an older man. If if I, you know, at my age, if I would date women around my age, they got 20, they got two decades worth of trauma, if not three. And you're not gonna find out until it's too late. So uh, this guy found out. He's he he thought he can help. Guys, you can't help them. You gotta let them seek their own help. You can't help them. Leave them alone. Run. Shout out to Golden Static says, did Tupac go to jail because he let a groupie in his hotel room? Well, there's a whole conspiracy theory related to that. But essentially, Tupac had a girl in his room. Mike Tyson had a girl in his room. We talked about that. Kobe Bryant had a girl in a hotel room. It's always the same story. And then the girl act like she didn't want to be there. What? I didn't realize what was going on. Two in the morning. I didn't realize. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm not. This is why I tell you, don't let girls up in your hotel room. Or get a uh, record the uh, record it or or screenshot all the text messages. Chris Brown went through this exact situation. All of a sudden, she can change her story. You have to protect yourself, guys. I'm not telling you just to be very skeptical of people and you know, oh, I don't trust you. Hope I, I'm just telling you, you better go through your progression steps of vetting people. You have to now. The good days are gone. Shout out to a focused man is a dangerous man out in Canada. Uh, Tracy Mills says, I want my pockets to be like them boys in doo-doo Dubai who fly the girls out just to doo-doo on them. Oh, but you got to have a lot of money, brothers. You got to have a lot of money. Stephen Weiss also says she was great in the military. Oh, you said graded. So she was great in the military. Wow. He says, now I have transferred PTSD. I was dragged in the family court and domestic violation court. Never thought she would turn on me after 11 years of marriage i'm not happy oh yeah <laughs> guys <laughs> it is that easy at the drop of a hat why because people are chasing happiness the grass is greener on the other side woe is me my life is tough it's unfair oh boy and, and people will find a way because we have so much comforts we have so many conveniences we have we have better lives than the next person but we always want to out sob story everyone else well, we live, I mean, I tell you, man, I it's hard. It's really hard. And we live in a generation where Philly's Trump facts. But 
you will have everything you want and and not that that makes you happy but you will always try to say the grass is greener on the other side if only this was different i would be happier no you're not <laughs> that's not the case that is certainly not the case but people need to find this out themselves unfortunately people are not told to grow up they're not trying to grow up shout out to uh operation chaos keep up the great work coach very informative all right. Yes. Yes. Sir. Setsana says early termination probably deleted a lot of nice guys. Yes, indeed. If you want to know where all the nice guys went. What happened? Where did all the men go? They were at Planned Parenthood. All right. They ended up somewhere else. All right. A focused man is a dangerous man. It, uh, it's the first time I'm sending support being a ninja watcher. Shout out to you. I know your name is new. Justin Gonzalez. She was stretching her back out for her. She was stretching her back out for her coach or for me. She was putting that water down her foot. Drew Levine, only one in four women are on health, uh, mental health meds. Damn, nearly every single girl I meet here on Long Island is on something or claims they are bipolar, etc. Yeah, Long Island Lolita's out there. Uh, once, the, once you get on mental health meds, that's basically going to be what you're going to be on for your entire life. This is why... Um, you know, you don't understand the pharmaceutical in in industry and how, how they take advantage of you, how they are in bed with doctors and counselors and, and mental health professional professionals. And so uh, you will find a psychiatrist at some point or somebody in a mental health uh, profession that might funnel you to a psychiatrist to get you on meds then they could to control you. But what if you don't take your meds and, and you're addicted to them? It, it's a it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. This is why I'm I'm always trying to get people to overcome their issues without the use of people coddling you. Sure, therapy is great. Counseling is great. But you got to understand it is corrupt as well. They have corruption in there. They have corrupt people. They have people that will string you along for therapy and counseling sessions just to pad their pockets. I know this for a fact. And they'll get you addicted to your need to use them as for their. And not only that, then they will funnel you to psychiatrists and get paid um, kickbacks for funneling people to help mental health meds. Come on, man. That industry is corrupt. So people that just say, just go get therapy and help. Hell no. You need to watch out for these people. They're predatory. Matter of fact, the man that she mentioned that got her the first pimp was a counselor. Remember that? Go back and listen. Go back and listen. The first dude that got her into her first pimp that she never called a pimp, she said was an he was a counselor. And then he ended up taking advantage. There's also stories of counselors taking advantage of girls when they're their clients. I got I got plenty of stories of that. Actually, I had a roommate that claimed that happened to her. So again, just, just sending them there thinking that they're going to get help. Sometimes these people get taken advantage of. Yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky and Mike. Mostly it's a hustle. All they're going to do is um, they're going to let you know. Uh, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Keep you coming so they can pad them pockets. Use you as a research rat. Funnel you to psychiatrists to put you on mental health meds in which you need to stabilize. You need drugs to stabilize on a day-to-day -day basis. And then when you don't have your drugs, you flip out. <laughs> I mean, because you ain't high. Brothers. Will you wake up? I'm calling out this industry because that is a matter of fact. Wake up. All right. Anyway, 
where we at? And then they have to pump it up more because you do become used to this. Oh, well, let's up your doses of this and up your dope. And then now you're counterbalancing drugs. It's a very shady industry. Nobody's got, and I'm not saying all people that are in the industry are guilty of this. What I'm saying is it is not an end-all be-all just to say therapy works. It is corrupt as well. Just like every industry is corrupt. <laughs> he said they sleep, coach. Y'all sleep. Y'all sleep. Yeah, this is a heavy stream. We might go to Patreon with this one. Because there's too many people that I'm getting on this one. But anyway, Art Dog says, women say they hate to be objectified, but wear and do things that draw type of attention make it make sense. Well, again, that whole idea of being objectified is some sort of fantasy to a lot of women. All right, I've, I've, I've showed these stats from mental health professionals. All right, I showed that to you on another stream. A lot of them have these fantasies at some particular point, maybe because they're always thinking about it and protecting themselves from it. They will go in there just believing that when they walk into a room full of people, everyone's looking at them. I don't never have that problem. Nobody's looking at my ass when I walk in the room. <laughs> I know nobody looking at me. I ain't never had that fantasy in my life. So anyway, where are we at? Art dog, I got you on that one. C Dubs is in the building. I saw you say something earlier. I can't remember what it is. Saint Master Saint Master Flex says dating Western woman is too much work. Uh, all risk and little, if any, reward. Give it up, fellas. Well, this is the problem when I'm saying people dating older women, right? It's not because they're old. It's not because they hit the metaphorical wall. It's because of this type of stuff here. I guarantee you. They've experienced one or two or five of these things. And they'll tell you about it. They're going to tell you about it. If you just joined in the show, I went through a list of things that 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 women experience that they really don't express to other people that they're in relationships with until you're committed to them, until they move in, until you try to control them, until you try to keep them in check, then then it's this. Well, and then I was abused, and then there was a victim, and then there was I had to sell my body, and then I was in a toxic relationship. My boyfriend beat me up. He was aggressive. He was controlling and insecure. I was sexually harassed by students. And I was sexually harassed by managers at my work and my job, and then I married the manager. Then I was on secret arrangements, and I experienced a little bit of prawn. <laughs> Listen, the problem is we're not here to protect women anymore. We used to be a protector of women, but at, number one, men abuse their position as a protector. Number two, we've been removed as our position of a uh, protector. If you're a father and you're in a co-parenting situation, you have been removed as a protector of your children. Because in, when they're at their mother's house, you're not the protector. So how are you a protector? You're a part-time protector. If you are a man that had authority over your sisters, you can no longer have authority over your sister anymore. She equal to you. You can't protect her anymore. She can go out there and do whatever the hell she wants. In these streets. But then when it goes too far, now you got to be there to protect them. When? How? When it starts collapsing around her, then they want chivalry. Then you hear these things about what Meg the Stallion said. We're the, we're the least protected or the most unprotected or however you say it. Well, you're strong and independent. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independent. So, how are we supposed to protect someone who's independent? How are we supposed to protect someone we're not we're not in the home to protect them from their own self? 
And then these people go out into the dating marketplace. And then you find out after you marry them, they got all of this BS. And because they have, a, they, it's not because they all are putting themselves in a situation. It is because they are already vulnerable when they're young. This is the for, unfortunate situation about children and teenagers and uh, uh, young women. They're vulnerable. And people take advantage of them all the time. Way more than they do young boys. But young boys get taken advantage of too. In that, then when they experience these things early in their lives, they don't know how to deal with them. They will often say, I was paralyzed when this happened. All right, as this young woman said, I just looked up in the sky. I don't know what happened. I blacked out, remember? So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to protect you? Are we supposed to just let it go and you're independent? We have a problem here, Houston. 70% of young black women grow up with no fathers. Then I'm probably sure the rest of them are probably growing up in some sort of split co-parent household. And then you have a small percentage, maybe 9% or, uh, or less, that grow up with two-parent household. How in the hell are they getting protection? Please tell me. It's a sad thing. All right, let me put these cash apps up and all of this stuff in case you want to submit a cash app or Patreon um, right there or PayPal. We, we are living in a very tough situation. We're putting men in a difficult situation because all they say is then just marry the girl. No, 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 no. Do your investigation. Here we go. Shout out to Livord. No, did I skip one? Yeah, no. Livord says, I don't believe her. Well, I don't believe her either. She had too many holes in her, her story. But uh, I did believe how sincere she was by taking accountability. At the very least, she took massive accountability for her actions. At the end, she did. All right. At the beginning, not so much. Callie West Miami said, did she ever consider that her mom didn't want her? She didn't mention that. She, she mentioned wanting to go back to her mom. And then she mentioned the dad wanting to send her back to her mom. And then she said what? Initially, she had Connor, uh, she had, she initially said, I wanted to go back and he wouldn't let me go back. And then I wanted to go back. And then, um, no, she, he wanted to send her back, but she wanted to stay with him. She all over the place, bro. The actual King Smith, that sad song plays in my head. Now, anytime I hear someone making excuses and not taking accountability. All right. Yeah, man. Tough love is gone, man. Taking accountability is all gone now. Uh, I think people are looking for heroes. We don't need another hero. There's no heroes out here, guys. And girls. Girls, are you listening to me? There's no heroes. No one's coming to save you. Someone's coming to take advantage of you. That's what's going to happen. Someone's going to enable you. Someone's going to make you be less productive in this world. And when they leave you there in a heap, all right, and nothing to show for it, they're going to move on to the next client that they can put on prescription medication and steal their money. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> I'll be kicking it too real for some of you people, man. I kick it too real because we've got to start slapping people across the face and say, y'all better wake up. No one's coming to save you because later on it's going to be another victim narrative. That's what it's going to be. Stand up for yourself. Damn. Come on, man. People aren't told to stand up for themselves. People aren't told to fight. People aren't told to. But we're expecting all these people to make good decisions in our lives. It's just sad. Viewer discretionary affairs says, I'm here. 
with this straggle from Chicago, straggle rock neighborhood. And she wants to know who hurt you, coach. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. And there it is. There's the projection. So I'm giving tough love. I'm showing you information. I'm sharing statistics and facts. I'm giving you the data. And all they can go back is to their past trauma and project it on the me. That is a strategy. That is a tactic of people who can't and are incapable of dealing with their own situation. And when they see a person able to deal with their own situation, they try to shame him and bring him back into their own misery because misery loves company. And I'm not going to be there in a heap of excuse making, lack of accountability and hurt because she's in hurt. She lives in Chicago. She lives in a straggle rock neighborhood. She ain't doing better than me because I'm winning and she's losing for sure. Let her know that. Okay, here we go. Snake Max Reflex says, wait a French toast minute. XXs break up their homes and run off with the kids every day. But the minute the XY does it, uh, it puts, wait, does it? It's put on full display. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, well, because then she's going to be the victim. Vlad P says, coach, I told you to do Biden. I told you to do Biden in the house. Where's Biden at? I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, I look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in her wedding squad. There's your boy right there, Lavor. Uh, Lavor says, if a woman you meet gives you even a hint of a story like this, run. Yeah, man. I mean, she was in the beginning of the story and it was just out of control, out of control. What am I supposed to do with this person? Set my life back to help her. Look, man. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. I'm going forward in life. I'm not going backwards. So if you have years and years of trauma and therapy that is that you've actually ran for for for, for uh, a decade or so and you ruined your life. Last damn thing I'm going to do is come back and find out why you got ruined. You are nothing to me. I'm going forward in life. Okay, I have no time for this BS. Okay, I have no time for it. You either check it or as our, our, our guy, Deputy Barney Fife used to say, nip it and nip it in the bud now or, or you can go back and just set your life back. I don't know what you want to do. Nip it in the bud. Whatever you're dealing with now, before it gets out of hand, allow someone to protect you. Allow someone to nip it in the bud before it gets out of hand. But, or are you going to be telling sob stories? That's what you're going to be doing. You're going to wake up and, and have an excuse about every damn thing. That's what you're going to do. Make an excuse for everything. You make an excuse for not winning in life. I mean, you've been handed everything. This is, this is the world we live in, bro. And everybody's going to shed a tear. I don't have time for that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Shout out to Dave G says, yeah, coach, soft white underbelly be having some serious interviews, pimps, 304s, criminals, all kind of folks. That's a great channel. I'm going to subscribe to that channel. You're probably going to copyright me. <laughs> all right. If you've been dealing with some past trauma, let's go get a resolve. Okay, before it becomes a uh, launch pad into another traumatic situation. Michael S. says her victim mindset is strong. Sadly, it will only take her six months of acting and flooding a simp with sex to secure the bag. 
and then she's going to get her bag and run. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> and she looks very uh, crafty. She knows what she's doing. She's negotiated with men for sex. So she's not a person that doesn't know what she's doing. All right. Leo K says that interview was like watching a plane crash in slow motion. And when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it got worse. SAU Engineeria coach. Women are damaged beyond salvation. He says, I'll never be in a relationship again, Kahu. I got money. Well, this is why I tell you, junior college. I mean, you got it. If, if you go older, you're going to have to hire a private investigator. Hire a private eye. That's my one suggestion to you, men. I said it in my book, 52 Things. All right, and go get my books on Amazon. Look me up. I'm giving you critical information that will save your life. Any person that you want to, because I know not everybody's going to follow the three tenets of the free agent lifestyle. But if you do and you don't hire a private investigator, it's your fault. Whatever happens is your fault. Conversation Corner says, Coach, I've come to the conclusion marriage is dead and romance is dead. Cold approach is dead. Game is dead. Love is dead. He says, great time to be a man. All I can say as a union electrician is. I got money. Yeah, man. Hey, guys, the fantasy is gone. And you know what, though? Let me just put it like this. Let me just put it like this. A lot of things that we grew up with that were secrets, that was magical, it's all gone. Okay? It's all gone. Let me give you an example. So we could just take it out of the relationship context because people like to hold on to that as an option because it's like a lottery ticket. It's like a lottery ticket. Let me give you an example of things that were commonly accepted that aren't, that aren't now. Magic. Magic tricks. <laughs> okay. I just want to give it to you like this so you don't think it's a, narr a narrative against relationship. Magic tricks. Remember a magician can come the hell out there and awe you? They can come out there, go up their sleeve, pull a dove out and pull some cards and pull a coin behind your ear and you believed it and you were like, wow. All right. But now what happened? We can go on YouTube and find out how to do the magic trick. It's gone. Same thing as pro wrestling. Pro wrestling used to do some moves, and then you were like, wow, until you found the show that broke down how the wrestlers talk to each other, protect each other, make sure they don't get injured in there. And you were like, wait a minute. How the referees are part of the game? The whole It's a whole circus in there. It's all orchestrated for you, and you were like, oh, wow. So you can't feel anything. Same thing with the NBA dunk contest. It used to be magical to see people floating in the air, dunking a basketball. Now you watch the dunk contest like this here. Why? Because it's common. Everybody can do it. It's everybody can do it. And they can barely, they can barely do it. Okay? They can barely do it without getting you exciting, excited. So the fantasy is gone in just about everything. Political elections. The fantasy is gone. We all saw what happened. <laughs> we all. We all saw what happened. You watching the political election. You go to sleep. You wake up and Vince McMahon running the damn thing all of a sudden. You walk up while I go, wait, no chance. That's what you got. You sitting there like, <laughs> okay. Oh, they could just, they could just switch the numbers. I got it. So nothing is what it used to be. Now we can see behind the curtain. And I think this is why people aren't happy because there's no more magic. Life is not magical anymore. Before, you had to see a celebrity, their publicist came out and made a statement. Now you see them every day on Instagram. There's no more, there's no more magic with celebrities. You can see them right here. They're just like you. 
celebrity, you see a celebrity, it was a goddess. Now celebrities very much common. Now you have local celebrities. You have internet celebrities. There's no more magic. And I think it makes people unhappy because there's no fantasy place that they can leap to other than relationships. It's the last bastion of fantasy that people can hold on to. But the problem is the magic's gone there. Now we know people are finessing people for dinners. People are sleeping with multiple partners while being exclusive. People are participating in poly and orgies and all of this stuff. People are cheating on each other. We can see it right now. They can play video after video. Wow. The magic, the magic's gone. Same thing as people that cook recipes. Now they teach you how to cook the recipe. Before you have to go sit in the kitchen. Mm, this is so good. Wow. I wonder what the secret sauce is. Not anymore. You just go right on your Instagram and there's a dude chopping up vegetables, putting all the damn recipe together, giving it to you. Magic's gone. So here we are now in our current state where we can see relationships are a dumpster fire for the vast majority of people. We have the evidence, the statistics to prove it. And guess what's happening? People still want you to go to magic. They want you to go to fantasy land with it. And you're like, <laughs> we don't live in a magical society anymore. And that's what's happening to people. I think that's, that's why they're not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same thing. Don't get me started with religion. Religion is almost sim similar to that. Religion is almost going to be similar because you got too much science that discounts religion. So you got to be overly, really convinced about your religion because there's going to be a scientist sitting on the other side going, well, now hold on, wait a minute. The magic's gone. That's why people aren't in church anymore because they can sit in there and go, well, that's a great leap of faith. Hmm? I'm just telling you, this is our world now. But the last bastion of hope is relationships and marriage and they want you to go to fantasy land with it but the magic's gone there's too much data out here there's too much information there's too many videos there's too many examples of bad marriages well there's some good ones out there there's too many examples of bad relationships the magic's gone so anyway let's go into the next rest of these super chats i'm sorry to burst your bubble but this is what happened when you want information the greatest thing that a society could ever do to their citizens is restrict them from information. That way they can cooperate. So if you're a tyrant, if you're a person that wants to govern people, you restrict information. This is why the United States is trying like crazy to restrict people from getting information. Now, the minute you got information, it allowed them to have less control over you. But the fantasy's gone. We no longer believe in Oh, the good truth in American way. Nobody believes that bullshit no more. <laughs> Nobody believes that shit. Now we, now we attack other American politicians now. Like we attack them. The fantasy is gone, gentlemen. You guys live in a world where there's no more fantasy. There's no more magic. There's no more secrets. There's no more nothing. We can see it. And now we got to make our own decision about it. Anyway, let's go ahead and get on. Sorry about going off on that. Shout out to Camster Email. He says, all man coach, she got that ATM piece leave. I got money. Ah, yeah, man. All right. Lamar Smith says, I bet her feet look amazing, though. We did see her feet. They weren't that good. Right? <laughs> they weren't that good. I would have to say, she did not have no pretty feet. Ladies, if your feet look like that, do not send me feet pictures. All right. You see her feet? They was busting. I'm going to go back to her feet. Hey, if your feet look like that, do not send me any feet pictures. 
No more feet. No more feet. Help me. Help. Help. <laughs> yeah, ladies, I'm gonna you don't have to do a little bit more than that. Yeah, she had Sasquatch feet or squash feet. Yeah. I was out on the feet, ladies. And then she had somebody paying her to do some foot stuff, not I. All right, Brisk Clown says, Coach, the timing of that in the streets was perfect after she said what she said, man. I know the music was perfect today. We had it on point. I wish I could keep this stream up, man. I tell you. But there's too many people that are, you know, so too many hope, hopeless romantics and, and hope strategists out here that are just mad. They're looking for someone to blame for their failures. I don't blame anybody. I try to report what's going on. Darius Jr. says she's pushing P. Literally, sir, you must check the manipulation. Yeah, I got that book by Esther Vilar. He says the book is a red pill that was banned. And uh, he says, good luck finding it. I already bought it, so I already got mine. All right, remember the second says, from golden shower to golden corral. Damn. She literally, she literally proved almost all of my talking points. And I wish this whole sphere would get rid of that phrase, talking points. Oh, these are talking points and my talking points. And you're still in my talking points and talking points and talking points. That's all I've heard the last three months, talking points. No, these are, this is a philosophy. It's called the free agent lifestyle. And I've come up with a lot for this so-called sphere. All right. I told you about the spectrum. I told you that you can't compartmentalize women in the way men do. You guys treat women like they're one-dimensional. These are the good girls. These are the bad girls. These are the uh, finessers. These are the 304s. These are the strippers. These are the the sugar babies. And I say, you can't do that. Because what you're trying to do is say, I only deal with these types. No. They're all, they all operate in a spectrum as long as they're alive. <laughs> okay, you can't do it. And I've been proving this to you. I've been proving that you are tricks, your time tricks, your attention tricks, when you have the absence of money because you're broke, all right? You're just as much as a trick and you're the biggest trick out there when you're married. But you can still argue against me. I won't be mad at you. I'm gonna prove you wrong. <laughs> Here we go here. Art Dog says, I'm a single father with a five-year-old daughter. She's my sidekick, but when she turns on me when she's 12, what do I do then, coach? When she turns on you when she's 12. In these streets. She won't turn on you when when she's 12. Well, some kids do get rebellious at that age. But realize that young women are being pulled in way too many directions. So they're giving, they're overburdening them with choice. And a lot of the choices aren't choices that they would have naturally made without them being burdened with these choices, okay? And so they've been exposed to many things that you haven't been exposed to, meaning what they're watching on TikTok, you aren't getting zero of it. What you're watching on Instagram, you ain't seen a half. What they watch on YouTube, you don't know. What they watch on Netflix, you don't know unless you're sitting there watching it with her, and you're probably not going to be interested in doing that. Therefore, She's already being influenced to do things that you know nothing about. She has an interest in things that you know nothing about. Now, your son probably has the same things too, but he has a way to fight himself out of it. She doesn't. She doesn't realize it. All right. And as a result, as a result, if she's looking for perfection, she's going to be greatly disappointed. The grass is never going to be greener. And she's eventually going to be saying that phrase over and over again. 
And now she has to think about careers and degrees and all of these things. She's not ready to make those choices. In a long time, a lot of people were there to protect her from making those choices. But she's being overboarding with choice. And one, one thing you have to understand, when there's too many choices, most times you won't make a choice. When you have two items to pick from, it's easy to make a choice. When you have 30, it's hard. You ever walk down, you ever walk down a grocery store aisle and get to the laundry detergent? You're like, what the hell? You get to the toothpaste, you're like, good Lord, what do I pick? Crest has eight different toothpastes. <laughs> what the hell do I pick? This is tartar control. This right here is fighting on gum disease. This one right here has got the fresh breath. I'm like, can you put it all in one? I'll buy one, but no, they got to buy, they got to have eight, nine, 10, 15, 50, 11 different choices. This is what the world's dealing with. They have too much choice. They are burdened with the the illusion of choice, which they really don't have no choice. Most people go into comfortable positions that they don't have to overextend themselves because most people are ham and eggers, knuckle draggers, and lazy. That's what most people are. They're deaf, dumb, and blind, and they just want to do the bare minimum. When you give them choice to be CEO, half the time they'll choose the opposite. They'll just be a medical assistant. That's what they were going to choose anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm rolling today, man. I'm rolling. This is too much. This is too much truth, but this is Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream. So your daughter has too much choice. She don't know where to go, and she needs guidance. She needs a father. She needs a father figure. She needs to tell her, these are the options for you. Limit it down to here. Don't get distracted. But the world, the ways of the world, the, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh, her flesh is weak to the world, and the world is there to corrupt her as early as possible as early as possible so that you as a parent have zero control over them. All right, this is too much. <laughs> this is too much here. Yeah, it's the illusion of choice. It's the, you haven't, there, there's people that believe they have choice and you have very few choices. All right, so anyway, what do you do? You just hope in prayer, living on a prayer. Hey. The African Alpha says, Coach, you just given me some terrifying revelations here. I'm worried about the junior college now. This is a horror movie. And I often told you guys, man, dude, I mean, even the junior college uh, is not the easiest pick, but you're actually getting them before they wreck themselves. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> All right, Ben Riddo says, how can you sell peace leave while in a relationship, but upset the boyfriend is texting other hookers. Come on, man. Make it make sense. She literally said, I'm an escort right here. And she's selling peace leave here, but she don't want him to. I'll tell you, bro. It's hard to make sense of things. It's hard to make sense. I don't know what to say. But God's given me the option to understand women. I've been exposed to them. I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, how can I understand them? And he said, if you want to take this walk, I will show you the path of understanding of women, but no man has ever taken this option before. And I said, but Lord, I want to know. Every man has walked away when I told him the risks of becoming very understanding of women. And I said, what are the risks? And the Lord said, you'll never love another one again. You'll never open your heart and your soul to another woman again if I give you understanding. 
Are you willing to accept that risk? I said, Lord, let it happen. Lord, let it, let it, let it happen. And then he, and then he put it on me, paused. <laughs> and he gave me great understanding so much that I could see through their bullshit before they opened their mouths. I've coached women for 15, 20 years. I've seen it all and I've heard it all. Ain't nothing new under the sun. But I can see it coming a mile away. You can't. <laughs> and it is what it is. I haven't been wrong yet. Look, that video was basically two, three years of my videos. It's crazy. Where are we at here? Benjamin Blaze says, so this me does this mean they pay taxes at the Jack Shack? It came out of her check at the Jack Shack. A Jack Shack. Oh, my goodness. All right. Edmund Dante says, but she thick, but they winning. He says, you know what, sad coach? A gump will still wife it up and be captain. You know what? Hit the prices wrong and the buzzer. Yes. She's only 24. I know a lot of dudes that would marry that woman with no questions asked. Mimic the second said, Coach, this stream should be archived at the Smithsonian. This is real learning and knowledge. This should be legit taught in high schools. They don't want you, guys, they don't, they don't want you to have any of this information. That's why they don't teach you to be, they don't teach you the vitals of, of uh, surviving as an adult. This is why so many people are ill-equipped to survive. They're paralyzed when they have to make real choices, when they have to make real decisions, like start a business. People are absolutely paralyzed when you should learn how to do that. People are absolutely par paralyzed and terrified at buying a car and buying a house. They don't know what to do. When that is a simple transaction, okay? It should be a simple transaction that they be, that someone should have educated you about. People are absolutely paralyzed and terrified at doing their own taxes. And they, they have a W-2, okay? They got a W-2 and own no property. So the reality is people are paralyzed and terrified at doing things that um that they that they um that people aren't prepared for, which are common things that you're gonna need to do, but no one gives you the information. They restrict it from you to keep you paralyzed and doing what they need you to do. It's crazy. It's a crazy world, but I'm just telling you, this is why it's vital to understand what education is or what miseducation is and how to educate yourself. Educate yourself out here. You'll find all the answers when you do the damn groundwork. Let's do all of this, man. Oh, my gosh. I'm way back. All right. Shout out to one Mike at a time says he was shocked. He's shocked. T. Carruthers says, Coach, you're right. Debt these women, private investigators, that works. Uh, the works, man. He says they got more bodies in, in there than a graveyard. Better to know early than hurt later. I see they're, they're slowing me up. Commander Awesome 24 ran through and someone will eventually will eventually marry her. She is marriageable material. Marriageable material. Somebody going to marry that up. Somebody going to wife that up and they're going to think they can change her. She's changed coach. She wouldn't do that to me. My masculine frame is strong. T Carruthers, man, shout out to you. Commander Awesome says, I got that one already. Lee Smith. He says these 304s will call out married men and men in general, but see how none of them 
these uh, 304 cowards will call out their own mother who either alienated daddy or allowed unprotected sex with the deadbeat. Yep, she, yeah, she did call out men. She didn't say anything about her mom negatively. I don't believe she said anything about her mom negatively, but she was uh, uh, she was not with her mom the majority of the time. Uh, one thing that I've told you about alt also, guys, is when you're a man, when you're a man and you have kids, you're going to be absolutely shocked. You're going to be absolutely shocked at how your kids will side with their mom. Even when faced with the evidence that the mom is pulling up, she pulling up the rear, she's slacking or she's instigating or she's alienating the kids from you. They'll still side with the mom. You'll be shocked and floored. Now, at that point, you know, kids shouldn't be making decisions like adults saying this person's right, this person's wrong, but they do have a natural tendency to want to feel sorry for their mother because naturally they think she's the lesser of the two human beings. Like she's lesser qualified. She has less hustle, less ambition. She has less ability. So naturally, they're going to tend to gravitate to the person who is the inferior. And that's what they do. They go to the mom and they alienate the father or they will distance themselves from the father even when the father was right and the mother was wrong. You'll be shocked. So um, I've seen it. I've experienced it. And uh, nor do I want children to be making decisions like that. But 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 the, on the opposite side, I don't I, I'm, I'm floored that people. Uh, um, let me say it like this. I I want to warn men that that's going to happen to you. I'm going to warn men that that's going to happen to you. Your kids, you're going to give your kids your heart and soul. You're going to sacrifice for them. You're going to be aggressive. You're going to hustle for them. And they'll put and the mother will be pulling up the rear and they'll give the mother equal treatment or better treatment than you. It's how it works. I mean, listen, this isn't just divorce. This happens within the context of two parent households and family. Meaning the mother gets all of Mother Day and special treatment. The father gets socks and ties. Oh, it's Father's Day. Father's birthday comes up. Nothing. Mother's birthday comes up. Oh, we better make sure we say something to mom, or we better make sure we go and get mom a gift. So this is going to be common. I want to prepare you for it before you're floored by it. This is just a natural thing that we do as human beings. But I want you to know, no matter how hard you work, they are going to look at that as an obligation that you were supposed to do, not that you went above and beyond for them. And they're going to look at it as nothing special. And we're like, yeah, that's what you were supposed to do. On the opposite end, the mother can be doing something very inconsequential to their life, and they will give her praise. This is what we do now. <laughs> we do this now to men in our world today. We give men no type of accountability. I mean, no type of reward for doing heroic stuff all day long, like keeping the lights on. <laughs> We keep the roads going. Everybody gets to their destination safe, on time, without harm. A lot of men were responsible for that. A lot of engineering took place. Nobody gives men anything. Men are trash. This is what we get. 
Meanwhile, the woman does one dull thing right there. She does one thing, and we give her all kind of praise. See, you the backbone. I mean, listen, I don't want to be negative about that. That's just how we treat men versus women. But we're supposed to live in an equal society. Yeah, man. It's a weird thing. But I actually had to accept that as a father. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get any credit. As a matter of fact, um, you will do extraordinary things and your wife or your ex-wife will take credit for it. If someone comes up and says, hey, I noticed your kid was doing X, Y, and Z, and she'll take all of the credit. Your wife will do that in front of you. People will do that and say, I know it wasn't you. Matter of fact, let's just say your kids are attractive. Let's just say your kids are attractive. And a couple walks up, somebody walks up, man, your kids are attractive. They're good, good students. They must take from your mother's side. They'll say that in your face. As a joke, but it's a simp joke. It's a joke to make the woman feel good, but it it puts the man down. It's basically what I call subservient uh, uh, language to put the man down and uplift the woman. Just just to just to just to spite you. You know, these are the things that we do in our culture. And you wonder why men like me come out and talk the way I talk. I'm not talking negative about women. I say we talk very negatively and harsh about men in our world. And men do a hell of a lot to make this thing go. And guess what? We get disrespected all the time. Anyway. This show was going and this show was something else. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. Let me stop this for a second and eject someone. You're ejected. (laughs) We can't come on here and diss me on my own platform. You're out of (laughs) here, okay? You come over here to try to diss me on my own show, bye-bye. I don't care how long you've been in. And if it was a joke, you're out of there. All right, here we go. Stony Montana. I've flown to Paris. I've done Greece. And I've island hopped. He says, I've done all that. He says, that's all slang. He says, they all slang it. That's why they're the best way. That's why the best way to get the guts is I got money. I got money. <laughs> yes, indeed. AJT. Thanks, coach, for waking me up. On my deep sleep, and I'm wide awake now, man. Yes, indeed, man. You wide awake. I want you to be vigilant. I want you to be ready for what's to come. Here we go. Yeah, we purging people because a lot of people think that I need them. I don't need you. I'm not out here trying to be uh, a million subscribers. I'm happy with what I got. So I don't need you. All right. You're going to come over here and try to diss me. Your ass going to get ejected up in this mug. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, he, he went to go immediately sympathize with his mama. He couldn't help it. He couldn't help it. See, you guys will never let men get ahead, but you're in these audiences crying and pouting all the time. So we won't let you come disrespect me because I'm giving you the knowledge that will change your life. And you come at me, you're going to get thrown the hell up out of here. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Sai Mugga or Muga says, got that I'm not happy phone call. I'm not happy. And I banged on her. He says, I don't give a F because they don't care about your happiness, sanity, or 
nor choose to be considerate. Not once. Not once they don't care. Patrick Horton says, Coach, most of these young women today live this crazy gypsy nomad lifestyle with no life purpose selling themselves and then hooked on drugs. We're living in one of women's worst culture ages ever, free agent for life. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there was a wonderful girl that came in to YouTube and she gained immediately immediate popularity. I don't know if you remember this young woman's name and everybody was immediately going, why are everybody attached to her? They thought it was a conspiracy that YouTube put this woman out here, but she was a, um, she was a woman that uh, she lived in a van and she was talking about how to take a shower in her van. Remember that woman? I did a video on her on my old channel. I mean, on the main channel. And she was a gypsy nomad. She was a woman that pretty much minimalized and lived in her van and she had a snake. Remember that? She had a python. And everybody, all of these young girls said, that's what I want to do. I want to be living in a van by the beach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow. See, we want them to be CEOs. The feminists want them to be CEOs. We want them to at least pull half their weight. But no, they want to be on a van by down by the river. What the hell? <laughs> you know, she got millions of young girls. That's what I want to do. It's a weird world that we're living in, but we're get we're getting, yeah, they say easily manipulated. Here we go. Soralita Bass says, Coach, most celebrities who commit who delete themselves were on therapy for at least five years. I don't trust them. Also, men better stop saving these women, please. So, Soralita, you're absolutely right. A lot of those celebrities do that, uh, you know, uh, deleting themselves is, is, is a selfish act, but people do it. Oftentimes, you will see very little hints of this event that's going to happen, unfortunately. And people will blame you for it if somebody close to you does delete themselves. However, uh, people do, that do delete themselves probably do have a long list of trying to get help or being involved in counseling or therapy. It's rarely, rarely, it's not all the time, but you can probably, this is rarely somebody that just did it out of the blue and nobody saw uh, the signs and they never sought out help on their own. So it's, a, it's, it's not a perfect, it's like a marriage counselor. They're not perfect. Oftentimes they have marriage counseling and they can't get the marriage right back on track. And their marriages lead to a divorce. You'd be probably shocked as a, at the amount of people who go into marriage counseling that actually end in divorce versus save their marriage. They, they are probably responsible for dooming more marriages than they do save. But I, will, I don't have the data to back that up. MS81, you remember that Taraj P. Henson was saying to the hotel clerk in Smoking Aces, it's happening now. I don't know what that is. I know Taraj P. Henson, I know, but I don't know what movie she said what in. Sorry about that. All right. Gil Soto, coach, thanks for the great laughs and good vibes the past year. He says, you've been closer to me than anyone through thick and thin. Pause. Shout out to you. Pause on that, too. <clears throat> hey, that's allowed. My sound effects are loud. Gil Soto, shout out to you, YouTube trash talker. The Golden Corral gang in the building. Hey, everybody head down to Golden Corral. You never know what you'll find there. Kibi says, Coach, can you put up the uh, throw the damn towel in meme? It's hilarious. Yeah, she should have thrown the towel in a long time ago. And a lot of people got to know. Um, most people are not suitable for relationships. 
I've been saying that for a long time. Most people are not suitable for relationships or they're not suited for relationships. They think they are because people think relationships are just plug in. Most people use relationships to as salvation. All right, they're about to drown and then they will pine for a relationship. Most people will think it's um they're, that they're ready for relationships. Most people are overwhelmingly under-equipped for a relationship. Under-equipped. And then they think the other person is supposed to do all of these things in the hidden fine print of what relationships are. You're supposed to listen to me and you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to spend every waking moment. You're supposed to entertain me. Man, if you don't get your ass out my face with that lady, right? You're supposed to help me cook every meal. You're supposed to. I ain't supposed to do a damn thing, all right? You know what you're supposed to do? Let me tell you what you're supposed to do. <laughs> every time I walk in this damn room, you're supposed to drop to your knees. That's what you're supposed to Oh, you don't want to do that now. Oh, you don't want to do it now. Okay, well, then we're not telling me what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Here we go. Krez Universe says, now I see why young women can afford expensive-looking apartments. All right. So, yeah, man, I tell you, hey, if, if a person's young as a female and they have luxury items, they got them one way and one way only. They did not get them working at a job, at a job. A jobs don't pay that well. Okay. <laughs> Maryland guy says off topic, but with all the Hunter Biden stuff going, coming out, Kamala will probably be the next Prezi. She's a complete airhead. God help us. Shout out to the liberals in the audience. I haven't caught up on Hunter Biden. I, I've been I've been out of the uh, loop. Young Viking says, uh, Coach, I just got paid on my birthday. I'm 24. And oh, meaning no kids. It's a Kobe year. I got that mama mentality, laser focus, and no chasing 304s. No more dating apps. Let's aim high, free agent lifestyle. All right, you're the producer, man. You're the producer of your own show, man. You're 24, and you've dodged a lot of bullets. You've learned a lot of lessons, and you're ready to go, bro. All right, 7-1 says, this stream is heavy. Let Kaylee lighten the mood. Yeah, this is a heavy. This was a very tough, tough stream. If this is your first time uh, seeing me, I apologize. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always know it. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. This is the world, man. Uh, Terrence B says, can a bar of soap really last four to six weeks? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Joshua Moon, thank you for becoming a member, along with Poetide Big Cat. He says, thank you, coach. My father always told me the only way to learn is to feel pain. Yes, that's that's great learning. A&A Radio. I was raised to be a hopeless romantic because my mom wanted me to be a gentleman. Coach, you saved my life, man. Keep spreading this message. Well, a gentleman is not bad, but a simp, it, you know, if she's training you to be subservient, if she's training you to be down on bended knee and to bow to women for no apparent reason other than that they're for women, like this queen language and all this stuff. Um, yeah, man, that that's not going to suit you well in this world. That's only going to get you leftovers. All right, Black Fro says, I'm just tuning in, but some real ish is being spoken tonight. Got to watch the playback. This was one of the realer streams that we've had. Danny, Danley Nelson, appreciate you for being here. Shout out to you. Eddie Sanchez says, chill, coach. I'm trying to stay in the matrix. 
appreciate the crimson capsules. The Matrix is comfortable. Ben RP, I'm still surprised that she got a boyfriend, 90s G face. Um, and he says, eye opening show, brother. Hey, this information is out here. Just to let you know, this information is not hard to find. And you will find stories like this. But I think what I say, a lot of people shield themselves from the real information because truth be told, if you had the answers to life, you wouldn't even enjoy life anymore. You wouldn't even enjoy it. You would have to find ways to enjoy this. And this is why we have in the most comfortable time in our world, in a time we have great comfort, we have peace for the most part, we have prosperity. You have the most unhappiest people in the world. Now make that make sense. You know why? Because there's no more magic. Everybody knows everything. Everybody knows something. We got the most unhappiest, most ungrateful, most the most entitled people in the world. And we got all this damn happiness. <laughs> I mean, we got all this peace. We got food aplenty. We have peace. We have money. You can get money. But people... He says, peace, Noah. Uh, we have people that are so unhappy. It is nuts. All right, Lewis, and I don't feel sorry for them. Sorry I said that. I don't feel sorry for you. If you can live in this day and age where you are one of three million sperm and you were the sperm that won with the magic that happened, the magical trick that happened was your mom's got in between your dad, uh, your dad got in between your mom's legs. That was a miracle amongst itself because she could have had a head headache. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. But your mama managed to go ahead and push through it. And your daddy managed to go ahead and push and shove. And the next miracle that happened is she, he left this salami in when he busted roar, which was a, 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 stroke of genius a stroke of luck by itself all right and then with that it was a stroke of luck that she happened to be ovulating around that time and then not only that you were one of three million sperm that made it to the egg and you're sitting here right now being the sperm that won acting like the world owes you something i can't tell you i mm. i can't even make sense of the entitlement and the the people that are out here unhappy i can't believe it it is mind-boggling I mean, it is mind-boggling, bro. You sit here and complain about your life all the time. Now, here's the irony. Somebody's going to say, you're sitting here complaining about women. No, I'm not complaining about them. I actually love what they're doing. What I'm doing is warning men against women. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> but I'm showing passion in. All right, shout out to Louis P. He says, it seems the new South Korean president is anti-womanism. He promised to enhance punishments for false accusations of violence, domestic violence, and but blame the low birth rate on womanism. <laughs> well, that's South Korea. All right, where are we going here? Cash app from Cam P. He says, uh, great show. Thank you for the cash app. All right, Black Fro says, coach nodding his head to permit Kaylee in the background to get a bowl of jasmine rice. Uh-uh. No, that was my daughter. She headed out. All right, Eric Powell says, I wish I had coaches teaching as a teen. I'd be a millionaire right now. Well, yeah, I have my kids that are teenagers now. I'll be giving them this information, and they, you know, for the most part, they like, you know, they take it for granted. They take it for granted. They're like, oh, really? Okay. You ain't got all the answers. You don't know nothing. 
you know, I'm always wrong as a parent. Yeah. Uh, Jason Van Dizike says, Coach, can you elaborate on this point? And you said in the previous video, you said that it was imperative for elderly women to make a male child to secure her old age. I wonder why that is. Oh, um, because he says, what's the difference between that and a female? Namely, nowadays, when they can hire people with skills to fix things, if that is what you meant. Well, no, well, typically what happens is when a, a woman is older, so she has a son. The son is going to do things and serve her in a way where it's got to be no cost to the woman. So elderly people don't generate. They typically have a fixed income. They don't generate money like that. So she doesn't have the ability to hire people like that. And if she did, she still will probably spare the money and have her son do it. Right. Instead of spending uh, for some other people to do it, she's going to run out of money pretty relatively fast. So she will need a male. So sometimes a daughter will be around the help, but then the daughter might have to dig in her pockets to get male help. So if she has a son, she gets all of that for free. She'll get all of that for free. So this is where you enter into the son husband. Um, there have been moms that have sabotaged their son's dating and relationships because she wanted to keep the son close in her into her older age. And when that son started to pull away from her, she felt some sort of way. Sometimes she protects the son. Sometimes she enables the son or she she uh, she basically will cripple the son and say, hey, you don't have to move out on your own. You can stay with me as long as you want. And um, you don't have to pay rent. Or if you do, just pay a couple of dollars, save your money. And then when you when you get 40 years old, you can move out. <laughs> And then by the time he's ready to move out, he's going to move out with another girl. And she's going to put the kibosh to that. She's going to ruin that. Because she that's her, that's her son husband she's taking away. That's her man. You got to watch out for that. That's a very dastardly trick uh, of someone who would not, who refused to submit to a man in order to have that man around for her life. She will somehow find that son husband, manipulate the hell out of him, and make him serve her so that she doesn't have to submit to a man. This is classic abuse. Dudes be staying in, they be staying living with their parents, 26, 29, 30, 32. Man, shit, if you don't, if you don't get the hell up out of there, and then the first person you move in with, with is another woman. You ain't lived with yourself for six months. It's just insane. Guys, learn how to live by yourself. Learn how to have your own space. Learn to be comfortable in your own home. Learn how to have, you know, women come over and look at your space. I have a space. They come over and they be like, this is this is all right. You know why it's all right? Because it is not normal for men to have their own space. Many women that I've lived around, it is more often that the men visit them and stay overnight than those women leave and go and stay with the men. It is downright crazy. I see young girls that live by themselves or young women or they live with roommates and there's the boyfriend comes over her house to hang out and spend the night all weekend and she he moves in with her. What the hell is that? You know why? Because he ain't got his ish together. He's still living with his mama, his mammy. See, we got it all twisted. We got it all twisted. It's not that he's trying to not get her over to her his crib. He ain't got no crib to get over. 
And, and, and you know, if you want to put on your player's hat, yeah, well, that's smart. No, no, no. That's being feminine, bro. That's not being masculine. Let's get some damn masculinity <laughs> going on here. The men are basically failing to launch. And a lot of times a mother will uh, will basically strip him down of masculinity and keep him for, for her own self and keep him ill-prepared. Best thing you can do is move out your mama's house. That'll man your ass up really quickly. You'll learn a lot about life by moving out on your own or with a roommate. But you ain't going to learn nothing living with your mama. Not in your 20s, you're not. You ain't going to learn a damn thing. I don't care what kind of job you got. You ain't going to learn nothing about life. Not until you got to pay them damn bills on time and face eviction are you going to learn. You ain't going to learn what it's like to have the clock winding down on your ass. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> right? Damn, it's the first of the month. Anyway. I'm hurting some feelings today. <laughs> this is going to be one of them shows. Jet 2, I might have to answer for this show. Jet, oh, by the way, and I wanted to add to that point. I wanted to add to that point. The woman that they move in with, their her parents paying for her apartment. That's another secret. So not only is that woman living in an apartment, her parents are paying for that apartment, and then another man moves in. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I will cut my daughter smooth off if I pay for her apartment and I find out a dude is coming over spending the night or weekends or moving into her crib. I will come in there, clickety-clack. I will come bust all of that up. No, you ain't living where I'm paying rent for my daughter. You ain't going to have your feet up all up on my furniture smelling like corn nuts. Not on my hard work, not on my blood, sweat, and tears, not on my sacrifice. Your ass ain't going to be in here piping down my daughter on rent that I'm paying a portion of. You ain't going to do that. Not today, not tomorrow. <laughs> Somebody getting chased up out of there. Because if I come over and check on the damn, let me check the water heater, and I smell Badussi going up in it. All right, everybody wake up. <laughs> everybody wake up. Get your shit. Get your shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Waving that thing around. Get, get, hey, get, get, get your socks, homie. Get, get your socks. Get on up out of here. This is my house. No, no. Hell no. Get your socks. Get them, get them stank ass socks out. No. That's how I'm gonna be. But that's just what I'm on. He said, blinky time. I'm waving that thing in the air. I'm just waving that thing. Hey, 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 everybody wake up. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jet 2 says, I have one trying to bait me with pics of the peace leave, then saying, well, why can't you take me on no more dates? Mind you, I've taken her on a $200 date already. I am no longer going for the shenanigans. Yeah, man, they go try, try to get you to suck her out. This is why you got to have rules. You got to have really stringent rules. So this is what I, I would do in that situation, in that scenario. I mean, I've been in those scenarios before. I would just move, cut her the hell off. Look, 
You're not about to take advantage of me. I'm not here for your entertainment. Okay. There's going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to do in order to keep receiving these type of things. Now, if you're not going to want to do those things, I'm not going to play this. You, you know, because what's happening is um, she's enticing you. She's using sex to leverage. This is what everybody does, but she's using sex to leverage your compliance, right? Against your compliance. So she's getting you comply. She doesn't think you can take turn sex now. Okay, I would cut her to smooth the hell off. Listen, there's a hundred of you walking around here and I can buy all 100 of you. I don't need to take you out for any of this stuff. I can get somebody to deliver it like Domino's Pizza right now. Better and better performing than you. So I don't have time for these games. I'm not here for your entertainment. I'm not here for you to try to manipulate. You want to manipulate someone else going to go somewhere else, but I don't have time for this. All right. But people can't put, you know, people can't call it what it is. All right, let's see here. Joshua Moon says, drop the cash app, coach. The super chats don't work the same. Appreciate you on the cash app. I'm sure I got you already. Jeremiah Franz says, just tuning in. Can't wait to catch this heavy I'm hearing about. It's hard to wake people up without creating resentment. They have to do it themselves. Yeah, I know that it's tough being somebody like, you know, doing what I do. And I'm not perfect either. And the reason why I know these things that I know is because I learned it by losing. I've been on the losing side. But you know what I'm able to do? What most people aren't able to do? I'm able to choose and make decisions and be decisive and live with decision making. Right? People can't make decisions. The biggest thing people can't do is make a decision when the moment of truth happens. When you're presented with the moment of truth and you got to make a decision right there on the spot, people freeze the hell up. And they think they have time to deliberate. Why? Because they're not prepared. You're not prepared to make a decision like this. So you got to go ahead and think about it. But by the time you didn't thought about it, think long, think wrong. All right. If you're prepared, you're ready for damn near all scenarios. Think long, think wrong. All right. So look, I know what I'm going to do. I know how I want to live this life out. I know how to make a decision and I'll live with the consequences should I choose wrong, but I'm probably not going to choose wrong because I prepare for this. This is where opportunity meets preparation. That equals luck. Opportunity equal meets preparation is the definition of luck. So if you see somebody out there lucky, that means they were prepared for the opportunity in the moment of truth and they were ready to make a decision to live and die with that decision making. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, whatever it is. It's, it's experience, whatever it is, but I've had experience. And I could care less if the decision I make pisses you the hell off. It your, your, your opinion of me matters none when I make a decision. It's a decision for myself. It ain't a decision for you. This is the life that I want to live. Anyway, scared money don't make money. It's however you want to say it, all right? But a lot of people are paralyzed uh, with fear when decision makings uh, opportunities come up. Anyway, damn this show. Shout out to Eric Powell says, you see the video of the mother fight the son's wife and the mother called the son her man. I haven't seen that video, but that's an example of a son husband. That's my man. Ooh. Shout out to Sean Mason in the building. Thank you, sir. FP is here. And then we finally got to the end. He says, uh, the AV Network guy says, thanks, coach. Thank you, brothers. I appreciate y'all, man. Look, I'm getting out of here. We sweating in here. I'm in here. Got to get my dab. I got to dab my forehead in here. 
we got to get out of here, man. Thank you for the show. Thank you for supporting the show. Hit the like button. Sports the show. If you if you didn't like what you heard today, it ain't me. It's you. All right. So shout out to the coach gang. Look, we out of here. Let's go ahead and throw that out here. Let's leave you with your boy, Frank. Uh, Uncle. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This is what make it all happen right there. That's, that's what make it happen? This is what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What, to who? You to don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man, what you gonna do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man.